on. Oh, and there we are. We are live. Boom. <laughs> that was more like 10 seconds. It was. It, that was a little too fast. I don't know what happened there. It should have been a 50-second countdown, but because it was one minute. But anyway, well, welcome to this uh, special edition of the Casual Shooters podcast with special guest June Kim. How you doing, June? Uh, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me again. Oh, it's my pleasure. You're always welcome to be on. Thank you. So before we get into the meat, I do have a couple of questions. Because the last time we talked, there were two things you mentioned that I specifically want to bring up. One, you said you would love to go to the world shoot, but you'd have to take like two weeks off. So you'd basically have to quit your job. So do you still have a job? <laughs> yeah, I still do. Uh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I feared uh, that taking that many days off would jeopardize my uh, full time job, but uh, they were very understanding, and uh, I was able to go. Yeah, awesome. so I'm very glad. Yeah, it was pretty short notice too, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, well, a little over a month. Yeah. Yeah, not like you've been planning for it for five years. Right. And uh, that kind of shows to um, people who planned it for a long time, they, they had good results. Yeah. Um, I don't think fourth is a bad result. It's not. Uh, but it was just so close to getting a medal, you know. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, the, uh, the second one I have, um, and I'm sure we'll talk about this more later, but we talked about Frostproof, and you were like, you didn't like Sebring. There was no food worth eating in that area. So I assume Thailand was much better for food. Oh, yeah. Uh, they they definitely had tons of options. But So, may, um, so maybe we should hold nationals in Pattaya, Thailand. That's That, that would have been nationals then. <laughs> we'll call it internationals. Okay. <laughs> All right. So... How did you, how did you go from our, our talk and yeah. you not going to world shoot at nationals to a month later finding, you know, going, how did that happen? Yeah. So <clears throat> I, you know, really wanted to go, uh, us gets tons of slots, uh, for, uh, a lot of big IPSC matches. Oh, and uh, obviously, some people, they have to pull out last minute or last few months before the match. Uh, someone did. Uh, so I, I emailed, <clears throat> I first emailed uh, Heather at USPSA to see if there's any open slots. Because I did hear from one of the U.S. sponsors that was going to the World Shoot that there, there has, there, there's got to be a lot of slots available, or some, a few slots. So I emailed Heather. <clears throat> um, she said uh, there isn't any slots. And then a few weeks goes by. Uh, Yimin sends me an email. Um, he he saw my request uh, to uh, to see if there's any slots, and he said, "Oh, someone pulled out." Uh, you should be able to get in. So uh, 
via Yemen's help, I was able to uh, participate. Awesome. Okay. And I, I will say I commented on, uh, I forget whose video it was, but someone had posted a, a video on Instagram uh, about the opening ceremonies. And I was like, there's enough people from the U.S. to populate a small town. There seemed to be a large congregation of you. I, I think I counted like 50 shooters from the U or at least it looked like 50 different uh, Americans with the U S Jersey on. Yeah. Uh, I think that's about how many I saw too. Okay. Yeah. A lot of U S shooters. We, we get a lot of slots because you know, we have a lot of good shooters. Now, how does one, obviously you can, win a slot get selected to be on the team yeah but the team the teams are from what i saw that which was shared to me each team was only four people yeah so the way ipsic works is uh four uh people on each team and they draw three out of four best scores to determine the team win uh <clears throat> so uh that was determined a long time ago, like two two plus years ago, for all the teams. Right. Uh, but you can still shoot uh, Ipsic matches as an individual, which a lot of people, most people, did go as individuals, uh, and I was one of them. Yeah, because I was going to say, I mean, I'm I'm looking one, two, three, four, five, six. Looks like they had six teams, so that would be twenty four people. But that means there were 26 other shooters who were just shooting yeah. individually. Okay. Yeah. So how how do they divvy? Are, do you know after having talks with Yi Men and them, how do those 50 slots get divvied up? Do you know? Uh, what do you mean by divvied up? Well, how do they get? So obviously, you shoot certain matches and you get selected to go yeah. to the world shoot and represent yeah. the team. So I assume those 24 people were selected based on match. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the criteria are, you have to, I don't know the exact criteria, but you have to shoot, uh, Ipsic nationals multiple times and you have to have some, uh, major, uh, match records like USPSA nationals. And they, they combine those, uh, uh, records and uh, you know do that run their math and uh, run the selection process okay so for the other 26 individual shooters how do they get selected do you know um, you can you can just apply uh, you know uh, apply to be to shoot the match uh, as far as I know and uh, I don't think there's a specific requirement okay I think you still have to shoot pretty decent, <laughs> but uh, I'm not aware of it because I just, I was an anomaly. I joined last minute and uh, uh, yeah, that, that was it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I feel like, um, like Shane Coley didn't go, did he? No, he didn't. So he was a last minute drop out i guess oh really he planned on going and he he didn't go yeah because um 
Matt Nash sent me what he had from the the USA team, and he was supposed for standard. It was supposed to be Nils, Shane, Blake, and Gorka. Oh, I see. So I think uh, Tim, Tim, Tim Yackley, he shot replaced. Standard. Right. I, see. He, I, see. I wonder if he yeah. took Shane's spot then. Okay. So That's it's just nice. little things like that that are interesting. That's nice. Uh, it's always uh, one thing I learned. It's I'm a little bit ahead. Uh, one thing I learned is uh, you do want to shoot as a team when you when you go out to shoot these Ipsing matches. Is that so you can discuss it while you're there on each stage, or why is that? Uh, yeah, that's one of the reasons. <clears throat> um, as an individual, you're just placed in a squad uh, full of strangers. Um, for me, that happened. I I was put in a just a random squad, partly because it was last minute. I really wanted to shoot the uh, PDL team uh, or PDL squad, but uh, it was completely full. And uh, they uh, they tried to fit me in. They're like, hey, uh, if somebody doesn't show up, we'll just put you in, like, no problem. Just like, you know, uh, USPSA matches, like, they can just kind of, like, switch you around. Right. Um, but, yes, uh, if you have a teammate or teammates that can actively discuss and uh, uh if you're part of the team you're you're probably a decent shooter or a really good shooter uh, right so there's a good chance that you can kind of uh, see them shoot first and sort mm -hmm. of learn the timing of the stages because you don't really get to see the uh the stage run a whole lot of times at ipsic yeah so and the, uh, yeah and for those people that aren't familiar with Ipsic, like you can't get there early and walk the stages. You can only see it, what, the day of shooting if you have a second to get. No, uh, you, you can't, you can't go there um, many days before the, uh, the, the day one, but uh, they have a fence. <clears throat> uh, maybe they kind of puts you back uh, maybe 10, 15 yards from the stage. Like they have okay. a fence, yeah. So you can't you can't go be beyond that fence. So, so you can't walk uh, the stage. Yeah, you just you just kind of absorb it from a distance. That's that's what okay. you get. But uh, the biggest uh, thing that I noticed is uh, there's a lot of moving targets, and uh, uh, you have to activate all these moving targets. And um, a lot of times, uh, because I didn't get to see it ahead of time. Uh, I didn't know the timing of it, so uh, I had a good stage plan, but the sequence of uh, engagement was uh, not ideal. So a lot of times I would, you know, uh, activate and I tried to shoot the moving target, but the timing is so off that I see the, the target disappear and reappear. Mm. So there was a lot of lost time from not knowing the, the the perfect sequence of uh engagement okay um, yeah and, but if i if i if i shot that uh, on a team i can kind of see the teammate do that run the similar stage plan 
and uh, realize what's the what the best uh, timing and sequences. Yeah. Now, were you not able to figure that out watching the other international shooters, or were they just not at a high enough level? Because uh, there were a lot of shooters there. That doesn't mean they were all GM yeah. class shooters. Right. Right. So. Uh, there was some there were some good shooters on my uh, in my squad but they they had uh significantly different stage plan or different enough that i could not find their uh stage runs useful before i go uh, okay. a lot of times some some helped but uh, uh some of them didn't and uh yeah it was the timing that really hurt incorrectly okay. timed shots yeah so right. it is important to be on a on a team if you're shooting ipsic world shoot makes sense because right. they they can actually help you uh this is another big topic uh i heard it was different in the previous world shoot but with in this world shoot uh they really wanted to make sure the pace of uh match flow and the process went as fast as possible and smooth as possible. So they actually decided that they would start pasting as soon as they can. So oh. like you, you shoot a couple targets and you move up uh, into the uh, <clears throat> uh, range, they'll start scoring pacing, just like kind of like a local match. Um, so uh, if you had teammates, they could they could check the targets for you while you're shooting, uh, but I didn't have that. So uh, I'd like to say that was, um, that put me at a disadvantage. Okay, and that explains the uh, video you posted where you were putting your scores yeah. on each target. And then all of a sudden it was like question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Yeah. Because you didn't know. Yeah, I don't get to see any of them. I just get to see, like, basically, as I finish, I see see what's what's in front of me, and what's behind me. I don't get to see any of them. Oh, oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah they they right. really didn't have to rush it because uh, we're uh, every, so it's five days, and each day we're done in way way ahead of time. So they allotted they started at six a uh, six thirty a.m. Uh, for the uh, morning squads and uh, they start their uh, p.m. schedule at 12.30. So we had like full six hours if we needed, uh, minus the lunch time for staff. So we we had 6.30 to 11.30. So that's, uh, is it five hours? Yes. But we finished in uh, sometimes three hours, sometimes less than three hours. So we would just be going at a really fast pace. So we had like okay. two hours extra before, two two to three hours extra uh, time before the the next squad started shooting. So they they didn't have to rush the whole process, but yeah. So are you saying your first shot was at six thirty in the morning? Yeah. Okay. Wow. So you would have to get there early then for say the the match briefing that morning. Uh, they, they just start. They just start. Uh, I think they start briefing exactly at six thirty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's back up for a second. So 
Yimin informs you, hey, we do have a slot. Yeah. How, <laughs> how obviously you're excited, but at the same time, you're like, oh, crap. I don't have reservations for anything. I don't uh, know. I know. Yeah. So, so walk me through what that looked like and how oh. that went, because that's yeah. got to yeah. be crazy chaotic. Oh, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I almost forgot how like chaotic it was. But uh, <laughs> you're welcome for me bringing it up. <laughs> but yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yemen, he, he, he said, oh, June, we might have a slot. Uh, you should start looking for, you know, tickets. And uh, I have to still get the confirmation that I'm, you know, in. Uh, and I was cutting really close uh, because I have to book hotel. I have to book uh, yes. a transportation, mm -hmm. uh, plane tickets. Plane tickets the biggest thing because they just go up in price, you know, every day. Right. The closer you get, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, Eamon and I are actively uh, exchanging texts like, hey, uh, is today a good time to uh, uh, buy the plane tickets? And he's like, hold up just a little bit. So we get, you know, we inch closer to, to the match date. Uh, so that was very stressful. Uh, another thing was, so I don't recommend uh anybody to shoot last minute <laughs> unless, they, <laughs> unless they really want to go uh, so you're saying if you have five years to plan take five years to plan <laughs> yeah as as long far back as possible <laughs> another thing was you have to get gun permits uh from the host country mm -hmm. and uh ipsic uh so Emin compiled all the necessary information like passport, uh, my name, address, uh, uh, the guns uh, with all the serial numbers. He submitted to IPSIG and uh, we didn't hear back for like two weeks straight. Like there oh, was just no. no response. So like he would send email like almost every day to check like, hey guys, uh, any updates? So. Um, they were busy, you know, they're probably really busy preparing for the match. So we didn't hear anything back. So maybe uh, three weeks before the uh, before the match started, I actually, thanks to Raymond uh, from Tachyon, he said, oh, hey, uh, there's a Facebook page for THPSA, uh, Thai uh, Practical Shooting Association. That's basically the... Um, USPSA equivalent of uh, um, organization in Thailand. Okay. Uh, there's a Facebook page, and uh, uh, they're very active. Like they, uh, they, they, they. Uh, there's a match director or a regional director who, who really took care of uh, a lot of the gun permit problems and uh, uh, the ammo orders. A lot of people uh, just didn't get their ammo order receipts for some reason for the ones that are shooting the uh, match ammo at the host country. Uh, um, so I went onto the website, uh, I'm sorry, Facebook, um, and uh, I messaged uh, the regional director. Hey, uh, just wanted to make sure the status of my uh, gun permit, because that's very important. If you, if you don't have the permit, you can't bring your gun, it's game over. Mm. And uh, he's like, oh, what's your shooter number? Um, 
and I give him my information, and he's like, he's like, oh, you're not bringing your gun, right? And I'm like, yes, I am. I I submitted the gun for me, <laughs> and he's like, oh shoot, you're in trouble. <laughs> Oh and no. uh, yeah, so like none of the paperwork was actually uh, given to the THPSA. Uh, uh, Oh, wow. yeah, so he's like, all right, uh, give me all your information. So I I send him all of my information on Facebook chat. Um, And he's like, all right, I'll expedite this, like take care of this. Took him three days to get uh, a return the gun permit. So that was very fast. Um, so I got my gun permit and I'm like, okay, this is good. You know, that was the green light, final green light. And uh, I started booking everything. Yeah. So very I mean, stressful. did you have any difficulty making any of the reservations because it was so soon? Uh, well, hotel wise, Yeah. uh, at the time, no, because, uh, it was, it was held in Pattaya, the match and, uh, Pattaya or the, the entire country is, uh, very, uh, accommodating. Um, they, it's, it's, a, it's a, it's a, is it, is it called a tourist country or it, it's a Well, destination that area for is tourists. definitely a resort. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they have a lot of hotels. Uh, I didn't have any issues. <laughs> Uh, this is a bit of a side story. Uh, so I, I booked I like all side the stories. booked all the hotels, no problem. And then maybe a week before the um, uh, before I I uh, flew out, I I uh, I I looked at other hotels. Hmm, how do I put this? Uh, Short story, uh, long story short, I wanted to uh, get a better hotel, uh, better location. Um, I, I, I basically last minute I went through the reviews of the hotel and I didn't, I, I didn't really like it. So I got, uh, I tried to look for another hotel, uh, maybe a week before. And uh, the first weekend we went there. Um, They had this, uh, I think, annual uh, firework uh, festival. It's like one of the biggest in the country. And uh, that basically booked all the hotels. So um, I, had, I had a lot of trouble uh, booking the hotel for, for that the weekend. <laughs> Right. yeah. Wow. It's like a Chinese New Year in Thailand. Yeah, uh, it's like the biggest uh, fireworks festival, and uh, uh, that was kind of stressful. Like, it was the worst traffic ever experienced. Well, obviously, you don't live in the northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. area. So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm sure if you talk to uh, anybody who went to the World Shoot, they'll tell you how bad the traffic was. It's it's Okay. like. You have like, okay, in there over there, it's two kilometers or in kilometers. Right. Two kilometers takes like 30 minutes. It's, it's Uh, a total you can stop. walk it faster than that. Yes, yes. So uh, a lot of people, they would take taxi. And then as, as, as they, they got close to the hotel, they would just get out and just, just walked. Yeah, but, but it was really bad for And that, for those for that people one who... weekend. Yeah. Yeah, for those people who don't normally deal in kilometers, one kilometer is 0.62 miles. So we're only talking 1.24 miles, and it would take 30 minutes. Yeah, Yeah. you can definitely walk 1.24 miles in less time.
But of course, yeah. you have a lot of <laughs> equipment you're hauling back and forth, so yeah, it doesn't, I, doesn't make for walking. Yeah, I rented a car, um, and uh, that that weekend where uh, the festival was held, I was driving like I was in the car for like five to six hours a day. Yeah, wow, just stuck in traffic. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Did any was anybody able to stay like right there, closer to the range? So the range is uh, about thirty minutes into the inland, uh, away from the uh, Pattaya city. Mm. So everybody okay. has to drive thirty minutes into uh, into into into, uh, into uh, the jungle, the basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I don't think there was any uh, hotels close to to the range. So you you have to spend thirty minutes traveling. Yeah. So were you able? to change your reservation then uh so when i booked the the hotel that i uh liked uh they had one day that that was just completely full okay so i had to find uh somewhere else and uh that was a nightmare because uh everything was booked and that was one one day before the uh day one match <laughs> oh my gosh yeah, yeah it was a huge chaos so i'm like oh my god so it was after the ceremony after the opening ceremony so i'm in my car like looking for a hotel just <laughs> to book one night and i i find something and that's the like the only hotel available and it was horrible <laughs> yeah oh no yeah yeah but after that one night i went back to the uh, hotel that i booked and um uh, it was a breeze from there. So so it was okay. a very tough one night, yeah. All right, so did you fly out of Vegas then? Um, I So outbound, I've, uh, biggest mistake, uh, I flew to LAX, then to uh, ICN, Incheon, Korea. Okay, yep. Uh, then BKK, Bangkok Airport. Okay. Um, so... A lot of uh, a few of the guys that uh, went through LAX airport, they had some issues with their ammo. So I had half of my ammo uh, confiscated by the airline. You gotta be kidding me! Uh, <laughs> I wish I was. Yeah. So um, they took half of mine. Uh, you know Spencer Stein. He's an open shooter. I do not. Okay, so he. It's not his first time shooting wall shoot. Uh, but last time, I don't think he had any issues, but this time he got <clears throat> half of it confiscated. I think like several people who went um, did get their ammo taken away. So uh, what, that was... What, yeah. what did the airlines use? Why LAX and why did they take the half of your ammo? So this is just the inconsistency within airlines and their policies each okay. airline has its own policy on right. how they you know take care of things with uh in regard to firearms um other people who flew uh out of us via korean air they didn't have any issues uh, for example uh they weren't asked how many rounds I, uh, they had or how heavy they were 
and if they uh, were asked, uh, we would just say under 11 pounds, which is the the, the airline the policy limit. limit. Right. Yeah, the limit. And, and uh, that was it. They just, uh, nothing else, that, um, and they would board the plane, no problem from there on. Okay. Um, in my case and in uh, the other unfortunate cases, they asked, and then they also wanted to weigh the ammo. And uh, when they did weigh the ammo, uh, they're like, oh, this exceeds five kilograms. You're out of luck. So they take your ammo away. So, wow. Yeah, it sucked. Um, I did my best to not get my ammo confiscated because you do hear, you know, these stories before. Uh, I was like one of the last person to go there. And we have this uh, chat group, uh, U.S. Uh, uh, Ipsic World Shoot chat group. And all the people who are going, you can kind of see how they're going through it. And uh, a lot of people were fine, but some people just uh, were hit with the sticklers. So so when you yeah. say chat group, was it like on a social media page or was it like just on, your texting app? It's or on, what? Uh, so, so we used a WhatsApp. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so LAX... <coughs> uh, I think, in my opinion, uh, was the kind of problematic with the firearms and ammunition, which Very is shocker. no surprise. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so the 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 horror story doesn't end here. It's it's not even bad because you're still boarding the plane without w without half your ammo. So outbound, uh, I lost half my ammo. Coming in, it was it was even worse. <laughs> So what? Yeah, so um, I flew Eva Air, uh, which is a Taiwan airline, uh, okay. coming back in. So I, I wanted uh, mm -hmm. my uh, itinerary was BKK, uh, Taipei, Taiwan, um, okay, LA, LAX, and then uh, you know fly back home uh, to Vegas. But when I was checking in, uh. They wanted to get a confirmation from each destination. So they called Taipei, hey, there's a shooter with firearms. Uh, and they, they basically, they, they want to get a green light. Um, is it going to be okay? So Taipei uh, branch, they're like, yeah, no problem. It's just a, a layover. Send them in. LAX location. Uh, I guess it's partly my fault, but on the return trip, you also have to have uh, satisfying documents upon entry uh, so that you can go through the customs. But the airline wanted to see my um, 4457 form. It's like, a, a, I'm not sure what it's called. Uh, it's What's it it's for? A, it's basically a form for the customs uh, to um, have records that that the guns that I'm bringing back in is actually from uh, United States and not, okay. not that I'm importing importing right. like foreign foreign firearms. I got you. So it's really just uh, used for the U.S. customs uh, and okay. no no nobody else like airlines shouldn't care about it, but. Uh, the LAX branch, they, they wanted it, and um, uh, 
uh, I didn't have it at the time, so they denied me boarding. So <laughs> I had to book uh, Korean Air uh, for next day and fly back with uh, Korean Air, which wow. they didn't did they didn't ask. So like um, I'm going through the chat. I'm like, hey guys, like I have issues here with Eva Air, and tons of people who flew uh, Korean Air back. They 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 said the uh, they 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 were never asked for the form before they boarded, uh, got their pass, boarding pass. Uh, so it's just the uh, the inconsistencies with the uh, the the airline policies that really hurt the shooters. Yeah. Holy cow, that's crazy. Yeah. So it now, sucked. <laughs> now I'm surprised. Um... The USPSA didn't do, and and maybe they did. I'm not. I'm not trying to talk bad about anybody. That's yeah. Point here. But yeah. I almost feel like that would be part of the logistics for preparing to send people overseas, is to, yeah. you know, kind of grease those skids with those different airlines. Yeah, I, I mean, I I think it would have been very nice if they had like a cheat sheet. For the shooters to like really just you know do a check mark right on um maybe because i joined uh you know a month or two before the match uh i didn't i don't think i got uh something like that but yeah uh uh i think all all of these uh, most of these would have been avoided if uh we had like a small cheat sheet yeah well, I mean, maybe, um, but also I f almost feel like with the ammo confiscation issue yeah. that I guess the lesson learned going forward is maybe find out the different airlines that people are flying on and whomever the president is at the time, contact those airlines and say, look, we are sending basically Team USA members to yeah. South Africa, they're flying on, some of our people are flying on your airline. Yeah. We learned three years ago that half of our ammo was confiscated, so I'm calling you to find out what we need to do to make sure you don't confiscate any of our shooters' ammo so when they get over yeah. there, they aren't handicapped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's you a know? great idea. If, uh, like, uh, our president reaches out to all the airlines. Um, but... Ultimately, I blame the airlines and the. It's it's like you just run into someone who just can't let you go, you know, get by. Because uh, a lot of times they're fine, like they don't, you know, they're not crazy about it. But sometimes they are. So like, uh, it's just inconsistent. Yeah, I I get that. Yeah. But if you had yeah. something like, and I'll just use Yi Men. Let's just yeah. say he gets reelected. Yeah. So yeah. he's the president. If he yeah. could send something out to everybody, yeah. in, you know, uh, in an email, like an attachment that you could then print off and take with you. So when you hit the airline and they wanted to give you trouble, you could then produce this document and say, look, here's a document from your airline signed by ABC, you know, Joe Snuffy, the president. Oh, yeah. Saying this is what we do. Yeah. Then you're good. You know what I mean? Then then low man yeah. on the totem pole can't steal your stuff. Yeah, that, that, yeah that's a great idea. <laughs> uh, 
no matter how crazy liberal he might be, he can't steal. Yeah, 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 right. Son of a. Because it's a it's a message from the their company, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I yeah, that makes sense a lot. Um, man. Yeah, that's a great. All right, idea. Dave Riddle for president. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you got my vote. <laughs> yeah. uh, sorry, ye. That, I'm not trying to take your spot. <laughs> oh goodness. Um, so you you finally make it over there with did you ever how did you get more ammo to shoot or oh so luckily uh uh thailand has a lot of ammo a batch ammo and uh, they also have a lot of like uh they they have a bunch of ranges gun ranges and okay. uh uh, there's a an ammo company, Thai ammo company, that was uh, sponsoring the event, and uh, I was able to get ammo from them. How did that function? Uh, so uh, the the brand that I used, uh, I used 124 grain um, of their ammo. Okay. Uh, personally, it ran amazing in my gun. It okay. It it, it was a little hot. You know, it's just a factory ammo, but it seemed accurate enough, and uh, it wasn't snap. It wasn't too like too jumpy uh, that okay. like I I couldn't really contain the uh, the whole recoil management. So so it worked for me, but uh, I heard uh, some um, open shooters with like nine major rounds that had to uh, buy. The uh, match ammo or the NRC, it's called the NRC ammo, okay. uh, the Thai ammo. Uh, they had some issues, so um, I don't think it was the ammo problem. It was probably the fact that the open guns are very finicky, and they they just they're not exactly like factory guns that just chew through right. any ammo you get. So, right. So uh, yeah, others had issues. I uh, I was totally fine. So. So, yeah. do you know if any other shooters on the team shooting minor did they have any issues, or was it just mainly the major power factor guns? Um, well, no one else brought it up, uh, but the open shooters. Okay. So okay. I think their ammo is pretty good. Uh, I mean, it it got me to fourth place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess it was uh, just a hair uh, deficient from being superior. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was the ammo. You know, there if I had go. good ammo, you know, I would have. Would have been come a different back. result. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you saying Luke kidding. would be congratulating you? <laughs> yes, exactly. It would have been a massively different uh, outcome. Oh, that's funny. All right, yeah. so you make it over there, half your ammo, you're able to to get some more ammo. Yeah. Um, how how many days ahead of the opening ceremony did you get there? I got there, uh, I believe uh, it was Thursday. I got there Thursday morning. We had the opening ceremony Friday, and we started shooting by Saturday morning. Yeah, so just a day before, a day before the opening ceremony. But there was a pre-match, wasn't there? 
Yes, the, uh, there was a practice match, uh, or pre-match going there on at go. the uh, World Shoot. Yeah, uh, I think there was they a had practice match. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, pre-match, they had finished by the time I got there, so I didn't get to really see okay. uh, people shoot. Uh, but they had this uh, practice match that uh, they that that the the club did their best to resemble the World Shoot stages, but it was completely different because you know how different it is. Uh, when you see the the PDF version and then the actual uh, stages, yeah, yeah. So so they tried to replicate you know some of the stages. It was a ten stage uh, practice match. Um, surprise! Uh, I shot with the uh, uh, U.S. Uh, shooters. Um, it was Mason Lane, his wife, and uh, uh, other U.S. shooters that was uh, that were uh, accompanying him. Um, surprise! Uh, I felt great. Like I shot the practice match like amazing. <laughs> um, so that was good times. But uh, the first day of the actual match, I, I struggled really hard. <laughs> so you yeah. shot your best ammo during the practice match? No, I shot the uh, because I knew I had to get used to the uh, their ammo. So I, I right. shot their ammo. Uh, I, I was, you know, hitting alphas all day, and uh, it just felt great. Everything felt great. No issues with the manipulation. And then, uh, yeah, you know, major match pressure, I'm not sure. But the first day and second day, uh, I had a lot of problems. Yeah. So how long did the 10-stage practice match take you? Oh, just one, one day, yeah, just like a couple hours. So did the staff reset that as well? You didn't have yes, to yes. There there was okay. staff. Yeah, it, it was a hundred dollar U.S. dollar match. So uh, ten dollars per stage. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you wanted to just shoot one stage, could you just pay ten dollars and shoot one stage? No. Okay. So, so it was, yeah. it was a hundred dollars or nothing, and that was it. Uh, yeah, I okay. think so. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if it was like um, a buffet where you could like, oh, I want to shoot this one, that one, and the uh, other one. <laughs> yeah. Now, that would be a neat match. Yeah. So then the next day, so how was the, uh, how'd you like the opening ceremonies? Oh, it was good. Um, uh, it was, it was a good experience, you know, the marching part. Uh, seeing other nations get together, talk. Um, Anybody they, from Korea? Oh, yeah, there was a, a Ipsy Korea um, shooters. I think about 15 shooters, 10, 15. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, and they also had food after the uh the ceremony so oh. yeah so <laughs> they they i think they, i know where you went they they made it a really uh they tried to do their best i think to uh make it look good like they they had some dancers they had some some military doing the uh what is it called like with with the firearm you're you're like throwing it in the air and stuff in a in a yeah, line yeah um i know what it is i can't think of it Sorry. Okay, <laughs> sir, <Yeah>. sir. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, but they did that. So they had some little like shows that 
uh, they prepared for the shooters, which was really nice. So opening ceremony was cool. Yeah. Okay. Now, how did it compare to the Pan American Games opening ceremony? Oh, it's a next level, next level. Not even, okay. there's no comparison. Yeah. Uh, Pan American, um, I, I guess it's because of the, the, the size of the match. Uh, I don't think there was as many as shooters as uh, World Shoot. But Pan American um, was a lot smaller, you know. Uh, right. But they, they also put, put out a show. Uh, it was... Uh, like a cowboy thing um i didn't stay there for the whole time but they had their speech and they had like a show for the shooters to watch uh but uh size wise it was a totally different level yeah, yeah. so were you there for like i saw the uh video of the american team in the parade if you want to call it that of teams coming through during the opening ceremony. Yeah. Were you there for all of that? Uh, at the World Shoot? Yeah. Were they all yeah, yeah, through? Yeah. How yeah, long yeah, did yeah. that take for all those teams to walk through there? Um, I would say maybe 30 minutes. Because, uh, okay. you know, outside the, uh, outside the big room, we're already lined up. To march so it, it went right. really smooth yeah just one country after another yeah okay yeah maybe 30 minutes yeah now did they play any of the national anthems during that time or was it just everybody parading through right just parading through uh if okay. i remember correctly but uh I, at the closing ceremony for That's first place they... finishers they played uh the anthem okay now, I assume you guys taking first, third, and fourth, you had to win gold team. So, first, Luke, oh, for a PDL division? Yeah, for you, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, a, yeah. A team gold, did you not? Yeah, for, for PDL, okay. uh, congrats to the team, PDL team. Uh, I wasn't part of it because I went as an individual. But if I was mm. on the team, yeah, it would have only helped the, the score. Okay. Because uh, then that that would be first, third, fourth place that uh, are from U.S. So our scores would have been like uh, different. Astronomical. Yeah, it would yeah. be like hundreds of points. Yeah. Okay. So I know it was Luke, um, Max. Now, who was who was the third uh, shooter? Uh, Matt Matt Hopkins. Okay. Uh, the other one, I think his name is Rory. Uh, okay, uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, I was trying to see if... Uh, yeah, I don't have the list <laughs> right off the top of hand. Yeah. And I, there we go. Yeah, I guess Rory Songko. That sound right? Yeah, that's that sounds about right. Okay. Yeah. Now there was no shooting the day of the opening ceremony, correct? Right. So the range was closed, uh, I believe, for the uh, or 
yeah, nobody was shooting. All right, so day one was Saturday because I'm pretty sure that f that was a Friday. Yes, um, Saturday. And you've already you already would have checked in, I guess, on Thursday. Yes. So the they have the they have gun check days, uh, and that was before the uh, the ceremony, opening ceremony. I think they hold for three days. So three days before the opening ceremony, and uh, you have to register for which day you want to do that. So I did it for the for Thursday. Okay. Yeah. Now, were you were you around when Matt Hopkins finally made it there? No, Matt Hopkins had a lot of problems. Uh, yeah, it took him like two days of travel to get there. Yeah, Crazy. yeah, maybe so three I, days. Yeah, so I wasn't the only one that had tons of issues. Uh, yeah, he he got there after the ceremony, I believe. Yes, and I yeah. think he ended up getting there on like either Saturday or Sunday morning or something. It was like, I think Friday night. And then oh, okay. he started, yeah, he, he I, I believe he did the gun check in the morning before the match started, but he started in the PM. So he had a lot of time to do that. Uh, okay. I knew he checked in the day of the shoot. So yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I felt bad for him because uh, he would post uh, uh, his uh, stories on Instagram. He's like, yeah. <laughs> still stuck in Incheon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've never, I mean, I'm like, first off, I was like, why are you in Minnesota? <laughs> Still, and everybody's and in, like, uh, yeah, Thailand. Yeah, 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 everybody's already posting pictures of, look at me with the elephant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and poor Matt's like, I'm in Minnesota <laughs> for 34 hours. No. Holy cow, it's nuts. Yeah. So right, the lesson so, here, lesson yep. is uh, get there like at least four days. Uh, three four days before the uh, the match starts uh me i was pushing kind of close because I, it was one day before the opening ceremony uh but in hindsight should have probably uh got gotten there a little uh, earlier yeah. why um uh, to account for those uh, uh those things you know getting your flights delayed and okay so just for travel purposes and more of a buffer and and yeah uh and getting acclimated to the you know the the time zone and stuff uh, i think is also important yeah okay yeah yeah now there was a 12 hour difference so i almost feel like like you getting there the day before it was almost like all of a sudden going from a day a normal daytime what do I want to say, like work shift to all of a sudden the next day you're working nights because you guys getting up to shoot at 6.30, it's 6.30 yeah. here on the East Coast. Yeah. So, you know, in a couple hours I'm going to bed, so you guys are normally going yeah. to bed, but now you're yeah. up all all night shooting. Right. So uh, I got there Thursday and uh, because, you know, you get there, you're all excited. So I had the energy to shoot the a practice match, and I mm -hmm. think that's why I shot it great. And then I started crashing from there, <laughs> and that's probably why the first day was so rough for me, uh, because you know um, uh, that's when my body's like reacting to the whole, 
uh, changing to the whole uh, time zone difference. Yeah, but uh, that yeah, that's that's the reason why you should go there a little earlier just to get like situated, you know. Take but, care of the uh, jet lag issue. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a huge problem for me except for the first day uh, because you're doing a lot of stuff going, you know, to a lot of places. So when you get back to hotel, like for me, I don't have sleeping issues. I can sleep whenever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just not on the range, I take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, so the... There was no, ch I guess you just went straight to whatever stage you were starting on at 630. Yes. Morning. Yep. Yep. And then did you shoot mornings every day or did it, was it it's like national? Alternating. Do? Okay. So it's yeah. morning, afternoon, morning, afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do have uh, some points that I wrote down that we could probably talk about. Okay. But, but yeah, um, I did AM, PM, AM, PM, AM. Uh, all right, let's start from the, I guess, the, the list of things that I, I, I put together. Um, so yeah, the, the, being in, in, in a team, or a team squad is very important. I think that really helps the shooter because in, in the IPSC uh, scenario, you have to have a delegate. And uh, the first two days, I was basically struggling to, uh, you know, get get all my hit uh, scores because I'm I'm basically hunting, you know, to 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 check my score after I I had too much focus on. So like, I would finish the stage and uh, I would I would focus. Uh, I would try to you know see as many targets as possible before they're taped. Right. So a lot of uh, my focus was kind of into you know oh right after I shoot I gotta holster up and then I gotta like look at these targets and that targets. So so yeah. Um, so I wasn't a hundred percent focused on just just shooting, but you also I also had to focus on seeing, uh, you know, checking my scores. So that was very tough uh, for the first two days, and then and then starting Thursday, I'm sorry, the third day, uh, I had somebody on my squad uh, who was willing to uh, delegate um, uh, okay. watch the watch the hits for me. So. Day three, four, five, it went pretty smooth. But the first two, it was just a, it was a whole mess. What country was that gentleman from, or female? Um. So, uh, we had some Thai shooters. We had some shooters from. Uh, uh, they speak Dutch. I'm not sure what country, but a Dutch and uh, uh, Israeli uh, shooter. His name is oh. Eli Hut. Eli Hutner. He's part of the uh, Double Alpha Academy. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good to meet uh, someone like him. Uh, he was actually uh, he he actually ran as a president of uh, Israel Ipsic for one year, so he's been around uh, the community for a long time. 
Oh wow! Yeah. Any any Filipino shooters on your squad? Because they seem oh yes to have yes. A, a lot of shooters there. Yes, uh, Filipinos. They I think they got tons of slots too, like 50, 70 shooters. Uh, there was one uh, young guy uh, on on our squad. Yeah. Okay. Now, IPSC is different, too, for juniors. I think juniors are, what, under 21 or something like that? Um, I think they're a little bit older than what we consider juniors. Yeah, I'm not – I don't know exactly, but um, yeah, here's a, a quick funny story from Nils. Uh, Nils shot standard. <laughs> right. And uh, there was uh, Filipino shooters uh, shooting standards. Standard. And uh, – he said all the Filipino shooters were uh, their 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 parents uh, were uh, with them, and uh, uh, basically their parents. And I think I think he said uh, they also had fans, uh, fans uh, watching, spectating the uh, match. Oh, okay. So um, their parents were acting as like caddy, and so like basically they would load the mags for them. Uh, they would like apply uh the grip lotion for them and you know like wow. basically make sure that the shooter is in the perfect condition to you know the, the uh, so so the the shooters can uh, focus on the match and nothing else so wow. they, they really got good support yeah they they got a good support system <laughs> yeah yeah i did notice that one shooter in my uh in uh in my squad uh who was filipino his uh, he he was a junior too, I believe, and uh, he, he was with his parent, his dad, and uh, he was loading his mag, uh, carrying his bag and all that stuff. So, they they take it seriously, and I think it's a good thing. Yeah, you know, with with that much support, they they do get uh, good results. So, uh, it works, I think. Yeah, and I I'm I just did a cursory Google. Um, check and i'm pretty sure 20 and under is okay a junior I whereas see. with us you know once you hit 18, 18. in the u.s you're yeah. no longer a junior there yeah. it's 21 once you hit 21 mm -hmm. then you're no longer because i want to say and i i'd have to go back and look and i don't have that handy right now but i want to yeah. say the two people who in standard ahead of nils said junior I yes. Was like, wow. Yes. Yeah. They're, so very young shooters shooting at a very high level. Yeah, they're pretty hardcore. Uh, they're great shooters. They know how to shoot standard, I guess. But um, yeah, I didn't see the the match because I was shooting too. I, I didn't see how they performed. Uh, right. How how Nils did exactly? So I I don't know. Um, if uh, Nils was, you know, performing at the uh, at his best, I I'm not sure. Um, I thought he was gonna get it, get the first place. Uh, I was kind of surprised, like, wow, okay. So uh, I would love to see the the match footages and see how things went. But uh, but yeah, the outcome was very uh, surprising to me. Yeah, especially with the year that he had, I I was I was like, yeah. oh, it's probably gonna be another first. As long as Eric Rafael's not in his, in his, yeah. you know, yeah. shooting in his division, because that's probably the only guy that I don't know. Yeah. Um, if it, I, I don't even know if Christian would have won had Eric Rafael been shooting open. 
So, oh yeah, <laughs> that, 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 that uh, guy is just remarkable, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, um, I, I talked to uh, Christian after he won, and uh, I, I mean, from my perspective, uh, well, obviously Eric didn't shoot open, but right. Uh, I thought he was. I, I was very confident he was gonna get the gold. I didn't see any uh, other contender that was at his level. So uh, we're just talking and I'm, I was like, um, dude, like uh, we should have like bet on you because I, I knew you're gonna yeah, win. So, but yeah, and he's like, yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, so yeah, I knew he was gonna get it. I, I didn't see anybody uh, at his level, so. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and he only won by 25 points. Uh, I think it was like less than that, but, um, he basically played the point game, I think like, so he was probably in the lead and then he was just probably, you know, making sure he was still, you know, staying afloat. there. Right. Yeah. I Instead of like, cause like, you know, he, he really probably wanted to win <laughs> and not jeopardize anything. So he was probably extra cautious, you know, not trying to play around. Just play the point game. Make sure you get the win, you know. Because right. yeah, in the end, who cares about the point difference, you know? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. The only yeah. thing that matters. I mean, it could be. Uh, I mean, look at some of the USPSA nationals where people were point eight points yeah. separated yeah. a win from number two. So yeah. it doesn't matter as long as yeah. your name is first. That's all that matters. I mean, we do talk about how close they get and how far they are. At times, like oh, the first was right. first place was a hundred points ahead of second uh, place, but uh, yeah, what's really remembered is the place, places. Yeah, exactly. And that that was another open. Um, you had Christian one, Chris Tilly three, and yeah. KC was four. Yeah. And I know going into the last day, KC was third and Chris Tilly was fourth, so they switched I places. See. I the see, final I see. day. I yeah. see, I see. Because <laughs> I, I was tracking that, and I uh, yeah, I, I even posted in there how close they were. So I knew that there was a chance that that would change. So, yeah, it was very interesting. Now, yeah. so you shot, the, you shot day one, didn't have a great day. So what, what happened on that first day of shooting? Uh, so, um the the scoring before the shooter finishes that's one of them and uh um what ipsic does is they 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 pull uh a lot of arrows right from different countries and uh, uh so inevitably they end up having varying uh qualities of arrows uh, see ya. <laughs> Varying co qualities of uh, arrows, and um, um, I'll, I'll wait till you get back. And yeah, some you, some yeah. you can talk. I can hear you. Oh, with your headphones, with your wireless yeah, they're, headphones. Yeah, they're Bluetooth, so I can yeah, hear yeah. everything you're saying. I just don't yeah. want to talk from over there because you'd barely hear me. Okay. Uh, 
yeah, some ROs, uh, they, uh, they weren't exactly um, in line with how how they're running with the the major match. Uh, it's just really weird uh, looking at the screen, uh, just the chair. But uh, but yeah, some uh, like for example, uh, day one I was making ready, and uh, um, generally when you're yeah, for example, if if a stage is uh, hands it starts, uh, you put your hands at your sides. I'm sorry, hands at sides start. You know, you would you put your hands at sides and be still. And that, that in indicates you're ready, right? Uh, but certain ROs, they, uh, like, when I had my hand still on the gun, they, they would give me, like, are you ready? Standby, like, range commands. And uh, um, things like that, little things like that. Um, but... So are, do you, do you yeah. feel like they were rushing you a little bit, or...? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, and uh, I wasn't the, the only one to uh, bring that up. Notice that uh, other shooters, uh, they they mentioned in the chat group chat that uh, they they were rushed and things like that. Um, so yeah. so does if let I want to all right. So let's yeah. say half of the USA team shooters are saying, "Hey, this is happening." Yeah. Um, could Yi Min, I, I assume he's the team captain being the president of the USPSA, which the U.S. region for IPSC. Yeah. Would, would he then be the one to go and talk to the uh, whatever yes. it is? So we had two. Uh, one was Yi Min and... Uh... Oh, you're frozen. Anybody? Oh, is it good now? Oh. Yeah, you're good now. You froze for a second, but you're good. Yeah, so he uh, he was available uh, during the entire match. So if who anyone... This, who was uh, the second Tro one? Tro Troy. Oh, Troy went. Okay. Yeah, so if uh, someone, you know, was having uh, uh, problems um, during the match, they would, uh, you know, summon uh, Troy with uh, through group chat, and he would, uh, he would go there right away to resolve issues. So... Uh are you yeah. saying they had cell service at the range? Oh yeah, you you don't have any like so it yeah so Thailand you get cell signal basically anywhere. They they made sure that you're in a good location. You know you're not you're not in a dead zone. So so yeah, uh, no problem. I like it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. Too so, bad yeah. they didn't live stream the the darn match. Yeah, I guess they could have. Um, but uh, yeah, Troy was available. Uh, Yemen was available, so we did have support. Yeah. Okay. So, did you ever have to summon anybody? Uh, almost did many, many times. So, uh, for some reason, my twenty-one <laughs> round mag. You know, I shoot P three twenty, and uh, a lot of. Uh, there's like three ROs each each stage, but um, at least one of them would would uh, would look at my 21 round factory mag and be like, "Oh, wait a second, that doesn't look right," and then he would like stop me during make ready and things like that. 
But then another RO, RO like comes in and he's like, yeah, that's fine. That's a factory bag. Uh, so uh, I didn't have to summon anybody, but um, I've gotten very close many, many times. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think I'm going to do the rest of the uh, episode like this. What oh, do you think? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with that. Oh, I, my camera's giving me fits this morning. That's funny. The okay. whole thing's upside down. Oh, goodness. Are you using your phone? Yeah, I actually use a, um, a newer mm. Samsung. I see. And an app. And for whatever reason, it didn't want to automatic. There we go. Oh, nice. Okay. So we're, <laughs> oh goodness, the things yeah. you have to do. There we go. It just didn't want to automatically rotate. So mm, I see. Yeah. But uh, first two days, uh, I had a few too many catastrophic stages. So um, I lost a lot of points there. And uh, yeah, that's probably why I didn't do too well. So yeah. now going back for a second. Yeah. And 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 neat and almost summoning Troy or Yi Men. I would think that once you've checked in, when you checked in, did they not check your magazine length yeah, so, or something? Or so uh, you know, you do the gun check before the match. So I'm, mm -hmm. I already checked, and on the first day, I, I also ran to Chrono, where you uh, where they okay. all uh, you know check the equipment again. So I've gone through, you know, basically uh, equipment check twice, but, you know, it doesn't really matter to the ROs on each stage if they see something and they're, they're going to, you know, say something. So despite that I've checked twice, they, they still, you know, uh, flagged it and, you know, wanted to investigate it. So, yeah, that, that was kind of bothersome. But most most ROs are cool, you know. Uh, there were ROs that recognized that you know my mags were legal, so uh, I didn't have to summon anybody. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it just seems kind of. I could see maybe. Yeah. If you had moved something around on your belt or something like that, but yeah, your gun and mags. I mean, you yeah. travel from another country, so it's not like. Yeah. You had a hundred magazines that you could swap out with a a, yeah. a length that would be illegal. So, yeah, you've already had everything checked twice. It's just kind of yeah. odd to me. Yeah, and uh, there's really no point with the whole length thing because you're limited to 15 rounds. So no matter how big your oh. stick is, yeah. yeah. And also they count. They count the rounds too when you shoot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I bet they do. No, no different than production here, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, so you had some catastrophic failures. Now, how were the, yeah. what were the stages like on day one? Were they? And I'm, what I'm asking is, um, this year not so much, but a year ago at nationals, at CMP when you had the three different areas. Zone C at the top of the hill was by yeah. far what everybody considered the most difficult. Yeah, with the that highest is, round count. Right. Yeah. And then all the, there was a lot of strong hand weekend and other yeah. stuff going on. So yeah. when you had day one of World Shoot, 
was that section of tart or stages were they any more difficult than the other stages that you would be shooting or were they about the same um so i did hear from other shooters that uh you know one shooter said like oh stage two was a huge struggle and people didn't like it uh okay. you know they, they had their opinions but uh, honestly uh, I didn't think they they were that different. Um, I guess the uh, day one and uh, so instead of zone they call it area. So they had area one through five. Uh, okay. I did basically from I shot area one and then through uh, in a in a sequence. So okay, I shot area one first day, two second day. Uh, so you you literally started well you may not have started on stage one but you started on the area, area one, with yes. stage one and then shot all the way through to thirty. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would say for me, yes. Uh, maybe area two was a little more difficult. Uh, maybe so that would be day of, two then. Yeah, one, one and two. Uh, because that's where I lost most points. Day three, four, five, uh, I was pretty good. Like, um, no catastrophic failures. Everything was pretty smooth. Now, <coughs> what, what, what do you consider a catastrophic failure? Oh, man. Okay, so uh, there was this one stage where you have to uh, hold this bar in front of a wall and you have to go to the side peak from the side to shoot with okay. one hand okay and you switch your position and then shoot with your left hand uh generally i'm very good with one hand shooting um i don't know so i shot i i shot i started shooting uh with strong hand and then on the last target before i switched my position um my second shot was off and I knew like, okay, so that was probably not good. But I uh, I had my momentum already going into the, uh, you know, le uh, the other position. So I switched right. my position and uh, it was a mix of paper and steel. I shot paper just fine, but for some reason there was one steel and I was just missing like four shots. My gun runs dry, so I have to come back out, uh, switch my gun to the right side because I, I have to do reload like this. I do a, uh, a standing reload, go back, uh, finish the steal, and then that one target before I left the right side, I see it and I'm like, alpha, I see alpha mic, so I'm like, oh no. So I switch my gun and I go back. So like, it's like, it was like 30 seconds. And uh, oh, that, wow. that, 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 that stage is supposed to be like 15 second round. So yeah, that, that's catastrophic. That's like 50%, okay. Yeah, fifty percent. So those things shouldn't happen, but did happen, and uh, yeah, that's where I lost a lot of points. Yeah. Okay. Those are pretty catastrophic. Yeah. So you got off at eleven thirty yeah. noon o'clock, yeah. somewhere around there. Yeah. What did you do the rest of the day? Oh, so they have uh, um, their. Their setup was very nice. It's huge. It's a huge range. Um, they have an area where they're serving food. It's like a food court. 
outdoor. Uh, so you could go there, eat, uh, you know, and uh, um, buy water there. And then they have another area that has a bunch of vendors and sponsors. So you would go to the vendor's booth and check out, you know, their products. Um, yeah, that was it. And then you just drive back to the hotel or watch the PM uh, shooters shoot or, you know, talk to them and give them, give them some hints and insights. Yeah. So, so did you go watch people shoot the next area that you were shooting the next day? Um, no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I should have done it, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah, that would have helped. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That would have helped. Uh, yeah, I didn't do it. Yeah. All right. It's because uh, we would, for, for morning squad, we would be done by nine nine thirty and that's three hours before the next uh the pm schedule starts and it's just an oh, awkward okay. time you're, you're you're there you know for for you know three hours just you know uh, not doing anything so i didn't want to burn my energy um if it was right after like maybe an hour after I, you know i would have stuck around and just you know checked out how people shoot but there was too big of a time gap yeah. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't blame you there. I, I wouldn't have hung around either. That's too yeah. long. Yeah, to it really around. is. Yeah. That, that's very awkward. Yeah. Now, I do want to post a quick comment here. Um, Warren Rosen said, another reason to scrap major minor and the chrono make power factor 135 pass fail random checking on a preset popper. The only thing is this was an Ipsic match, so they're not going to do any of that and i don't know that that mattered here anyway i don't know if that would have fixed your problem with the ro situation anyway so mm -hmm. i assume that's what he's referring to but um oh there's a so, chat live chat. yeah oh, wow. yeah there is a live chat <laughs> yeah someone said we, i should promote this on some other place so but I, i'm not sharing that oh i see uh, okay now so did you hang out with any of the other shooters from the u.s that first night yeah oh uh, no um that's another thing uh yeah the u.s shooters didn't really like get together after the opening ceremony uh really you know, to maybe have like a dinner or you know, have a little like meeting to discuss like what stage you know needs to be uh, checked out and things like that, it, which would have been nice, but no, I, I didn't get to really hang out with them. Oh, oh I, I did hang I out with uh, I did hang out with uh, Hansik. Uh, we we had okay. Uh, we had a few uh, drinks together and, and his wife, which was Wait nice. A yeah, you can't say you had a few drinks and not say we had a cigar too. Uh, I, I mean, know Hansik. <laughs> I, I know he was smoking a cigar. Oh yeah, every day. Yeah, he he was, <laughs> but I wasn't. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because uh, uh, you know, cigars still has a lot of nicotine in it, and uh, it does. I remember back in college, I I smoked a cigar, and uh, it got me really sick. So 
yeah, I just try to stay away from it, yeah. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, you've been there now a couple of days. What are you eating? Um, some I Korean saw what food. you posted. <laughs> what? You ate Korean food in Thailand? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my yeah, it's my, gosh. it's my, uh, you know, the safe uh, comfort food. So, <laughs> yeah. oh, but, but, my um, ah, I don't particularly remember what I ate in Thailand. It was just, you know, restaurants, 7 Eleven food, uh, uh, the, yes, I posted some videos of like bugs on the uh, at the market, but no, I it, there's no way they're huge. <laughs> there's they're so big, like cicadas. Oh man, like I don't even know how. Like, yes, if it tastes good, but the texture has to be just horrifying, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean it. It you know it's a uh, jelly filled. Oh no! Is crunchy it really? on the outside. I don't know. I'm assuming oh. <laughs> crunchy yeah. on the outside and runny on the inside. Yeah. I think I'll pass on that one. Yeah. So no, no cobra blood, anything like that, huh? Well, they did have uh, like alligator meat and like all kinds of stuff. Uh, no, I just you know I'm I'm there to shoot. I don't want to you know jet, like risk getting like food poisoning. So I just played safe and ate like KFC. <laughs> they have KFCs, a lot of KFCs. Do yeah. they really? Yeah, uh, which is, is which it in my opinion is better. actually chicken? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's like better than KFCs in, in US. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah, so KFCs, uh, McDonald's, uh, Korean food, and... Uh, my hotel had uh, like buffet there, so I, I had that for breakfast too. So, yeah. So, are you aware of anybody that got food poisoning at the match? Uh well, so the closing ceremony, they had tons of food. Like it was just, they never ran out of it. They had so much food there. Uh, so it they, was the opposite yeah. of USPSA. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, we gotta do it, you know. Um, but um, uh, they had like sushi. They had you know Thai food. They had pasta, like all kinds of food. Wow. Um, which was great. Like you know, they never ran out. We would just I I kept eating until I was completely full. Um. Their sushi, though, could, because it was outdoor and it was super hot, um, had to have been sitting outside for, you know, more than a few hours. And uh, uh, I think Yemen had to, you know, go to hospital to, like, get some, I don't know what he had to do. But he and his, uh, um, he and Jody, they, they they had to go to the hospital for food poisoning. And, Both of uh, them or just she went with him because I he think, got it? Right, uh, I think both of them, and uh, also uh, my stomach was totally upset uh, the the day after the closing ceremony. But other than that, uh, I had no issues. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, how was the Korean food in Thailand? Uh, it was uh, moderate. Yeah, you know, pretty pretty vanilla, like 
Okay. Yeah. But passable then. Yes, yes, passable. I, I had some Thai food too, uh, like mango sticky rice, good stuff. And they have some chicken noodle soup, stuff like that uh, at the range, uh, which is really good. Yeah, so it was, it was good. Okay. Yeah. So day two now. All right, so you got there Thursday morning. You shoot great on the practice match. Yeah. Opening ceremony, you're probably starting to feel tired. Day one, you're tired. Yeah, kind of crashed. At what point did you finally regulate and not feel the the time zone difference? What day was that? Well, um, I guess after the first day of shooting, and then second day it was fine because uh, you know it's wild shoot. You're excited, like at least me, I was excited, so I was able to. Uh, like stay up when I needed to and go to bed when I wanted to. So uh, after okay. the first day, everything seemed uh, okay. In fact, uh, second day, um, the first two stages I had stage wins. Uh, but oh, okay, you're right. Uh, so the, uh, it was PM schedule, first two stages, stage win. I felt great. Okay. And then I suddenly got super tired after the third stage. And then I completely trashed that day too. <laughs> Oh no. Yeah. I like I quickly lost my energy. So that that was kind of uh unforeseen uh phenomenon. Yeah, I was like, okay, I got two stage wins and then after the third say I just like kinda like I was like, Oh okay, I'm super tired and I started missing and I dropped magazines. Oh man, it was bad. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so like I don't normally drop magazines or fumble magazines, but uh over there, maybe it's the humidity, but I would, I can't, I couldn't put the mag, like I couldn't reload and uh, I would just drop a mag entirely. So I had to run back to pick it back up. So those things happened, which shouldn't happen. Uh, those were catastrophic, yeah. And then, oh, one last thing, one last thing. There was one stage with a, a, a steel swinger like it goes like this. There's a yeah. It goes like that. For some reason, I had a really tough time, you know, uh, knocking those down, and uh, I would miss like I don't know eight eight shots at it. I would just stand there just all day, just like poop 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 poop. You know, I called the shots, but my timing was off. I don't know why. But the following day, uh, there was the same target, and uh, I think my my, my brain kind of registered how to engage it. So basically, starting Thursday, all the all those uh, same swinger targets, I, I, I it was one for one. Yeah. So I my 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 subconsciousness basically corrected it after that uh, catastrophic run. Now, June, you seem like a morning person. I am. Like, yes. Like when you've scheduled these podcasts, they're always early yeah. your time. I mean, I try to be, yeah. Right. Do you feel that shooting in the afternoon is not your best time? I feel like you would be a morning shooter. Like if you could yeah. schedule shooting every single morning, that's when you yeah. would do it. Yes, that's true. So uh, I uh, I was squatted uh, in a um, – I was put in a squad that had 
So out of five days, three days were uh, morning time, and then two days were p.m. Instead of three p.m. and then two morning. So I I think I'm I'm best when I shoot in the morning. Like I feel fresh, and uh, right. I don't have problems waking up early. Uh, in fact, like when I was preparing for the world shoot, um, there's just internal clock that wakes me up at four a.m. No, no problem. I just wake up, do my thing, you know, drive. You're fire. sick. What? <laughs> you, you need to see a doctor. There's something wrong. Four a.m. Yeah. Oh, but, 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 for the love but, of God! But I come back from the world shoot, and uh, my internal clock just you know it, it disappeared so like now i wake up at like you know <laughs> um normal time now so yeah. yeah now you're like oh my god the day's half over i gotta get up <laughs> yeah yeah and it's 7 a.m yeah oh my goodness so before we continue um becky posted a video okay of a stage with a crazy mover okay Okay. So I'm going to share the screen. And what I want to do is the swinger's not until the end of her video, but it's short. Um, so let me okay. kind of, I'm going to crop it down so you'll be able to see it better. But I want to talk about this thing. Because she said there were quite a few of these. Yeah. All right. You see that okay? Yeah, I see it. Okay. Oh, the, uh, the, the moving swinger. Yeah. So it's going to take a second. Here we go. And... Yeah, I remember this stage. Here we go. So yeah. it, it's, I guess it's on a rail or something and it's sliding across as well as going swinging yeah. back and forth, all kinds of crazy. Yeah. Uh, and it's also a no shoot penalty target. Yeah. So first off, did you wear a hat like that? <laughs> no, but it looks really cool. And I think it, it keeps you really does. cool. Yeah. So it, I feel like this is one of those targets yeah. where had you been shooting with other Team USA members, this would be a topic of discussion. Um. Yes, yes. Uh, so that's one of them. But I do have other stages that uh, were... Uh, that uh, like team members inputs were critical that I missed. But uh, this one, uh, basically you're supposed to engage when it's, uh, I mean, so it's a swinger, but it's exposed the entire way. So you're able to really track okay. it the full time, uh, the full length. And uh, um, it's safe to shoot when uh, it slows down, you know, going down or the other side. So, you can start shooting when it's you know uh, about to hit the uh, the the, uh, the the bottom the rest. edge. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I would I, I didn't have a lot of issues. Some people did, but basically what I would do is it comes down like this, and as it's coming down, I can take pop pop, and then on the on the other side pop pop. So um, 
personally, I didn't have any problems with this target. Yeah. I feel like yeah. also if you're waiting, I got to get my hand in. If you're waiting yeah. till it's almost horizontal, yeah. you're also somewhat neutralizing that no shoot target because your dispersion is going to be more up and down at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so the did, trick did was you... to just really track it, but uh, because it's fully exposed, you're really able to trace it and uh, uh, trace the, the A zone, I guess, and uh, take the shots. So to me, it wasn't a problem. Um, oh, it even looks like it's still exposed back there too. Yeah. Okay. So it's not a disappearing target. No. Yeah. All right. But uh, the, there were some stages with the uh, swingers that uh, I mentioned earlier, but the the timing of when it appears and disappears uh, was if you had uh, if you had the timing uh, already uh, nailed down, then okay. So there was one stage where I shot uh, an activator on the move to save time. So I okay. activated it. Um, but I thought as soon as I activate, the, the target would come up. But it didn't. So I mm. shot on the move, and then I got into the position to shoot the swinger. But I had to wait like two seconds. So I'm, I'm just sitting there just like, like this. So all the time that I saved by shooting on the move, that was just uh, 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 voided. So those things uh, were pretty critical in uh, getting stage runs, but I didn't get the timing right. And another thing was I would activate, come back to the, uh, the next position where the uh, moving target is available, uh, 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 can be seen. Um, there's the one open target and then there's uh, one bobber in that one window but I activate it in a different place. So I would activate, um, my stage plan was I activate, come back, shoot the open target, shoot the bobber, and leave that position. But when I did that, when I came into position, shoot the open, and I, I, I transitioned to the bobber, it just disappeared. So I would just wait there for like a second or a second and a half just so that it comes back up. So if I had seen other shooter run that stage, um, I would have quickly fixed it. I would have, uh, what I would have done was go back, to, go to that position, shoot the bobber first and leave on the open. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like okay. just by changing the sequence of engagement, I would have yep. saved like a ton of time. That happened so many times. So yeah, that's why I emphasize the uh, importance of uh, shooting in the team. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> now, did they, like at the USPSA does, did they rotate the the first shooter on every stage, or was it the first shooter, the same shooter every stage? Uh, they rotated it, but I don't know. Uh, they didn't stay consistent. So, like, uh, this one shooter in my squad would be the first shooter, like, four times in a row somehow. And he just started complaining, like, oh, what the heck, like... It's supposed to be in order, you know? Um, and uh, other people had the same problem. They were like, they were, they were the first shooter like three times in a row. So 
uh, I don't know how they ended up messing up the order, but it yeah, it was supposed to be in rotation. Yeah, it wouldn't be fair okay. if uh, you're the first shooter every stage, you know. Right. Yeah, and that's what I was wondering. But I I've never shot an IPSC match, and obviously, a world shoots only once every three years. So who knows if there are any different idiosyncrasies there? Yeah. So. So you shoot day two, starts yeah. off great, doesn't end so well. So you yeah. neutralize your stage wins early on. Yeah. Day three now. Um, day, at day three. What day is your buy? Like, what day are you not shooting? Oh, so uh, it's a six-day uh, process. But um, right. Uh, in my case, it was the last day. So I shot five days straight, oh, and okay. then I took the day off. All right. So day three then. So this is your third consecutive day shooting, but you're back on morning. So yeah. woohoo! I shot great. Uh, okay, you shot great. Did you have any yeah. stage wins that day? Uh, I think uh, I think I had one one stage win, but uh, <clears throat> in in that area, um, I missed a lot of uh, a timing part. My shooting was good, like execution was perfect, no issues. Okay. But it was the timing that uh, like really threw off the time. But uh, I, I shot good. Um, uh, you you read the book uh, called uh, uh, Winning in Mind by yes. Lenny Bishop. Right. Yep. Um, there were days when I reached the the triad state that he uh, refers to. So. Uh, oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So when you reach that state, you know you have the absolute confidence, and uh, you, for me, uh, the way I would describe is like, I'm very confident. I know I'm gonna get it, and uh, I I am very aware of what needs to be done and the. The, the risks and dangers of it. So like you feel as if you're in full control of this uh, situation. So um, I felt that second day, day two uh, in the morning, and I got super tired quickly. And then, um, yeah, the, the I guess third, fourth, fifth, yeah, it was pretty good. Like I was doing pretty well. So how do you think you were able to get to that point mentally? What was different? I think um, I think a lot of times it has to do with a really good start. So when I watch uh, you know super squad shoot at you know nationals, their first stage of the first day, they they're very very careful. It's like they're trying to get a hundred percent alpha. So so and I understand why they're doing it because if you have a good start, then it, you can kind of. Uh, uh, you build kind of on maintain it. Yeah. and co coast. Yeah, build on it. Yeah. But if you have a bad start, then you're basically trying to make up, you know, every stage. And uh, I don't know the. I guess the mentality it just isn't there. But um, I had a good start, first two stages, and that kind of builds up. And uh, I can I can kind of focus on shooting more and be more confident with it. So I think a good start really uh, dictates. Uh, how you get to the triad state yeah so a good start isn't necessarily a stage win but a good start is no no penalties good right good execution you know okay. basically uh just as you had a plant and it just goes well you know goes as, uh, as planned i think that's that's a good start 
But a stage one is great, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a, it's I mean, a good booster. I can imagine day two when you have two weight stage wins, you had to be yeah. on top of, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, I felt great until like I crashed, but yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll yeah. stop at the two stage wins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I got one stage win for uh, on the second day. I was like, all right, this feels great. Shot uh, the next stage, stage win, and yeah, this feels great. Uh, stage three, um, I did good. It's just I dropped some deltas, but I still did pretty good. And then, and then after that, um, I got tired very quickly, and uh, I kind of lost it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, when you shoot mornings, do yeah. you do any dry fire practice before you head to the range? Since you wake up so early. Uh yeah. So I a lot. Uh, maybe 15 minutes to just kind of get, you know, like, uh, get going with your, you know, uh, muscles and stuff. So I spend like 15 minutes maybe just to just, you know, play with your gun, do some manipulation. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, uh, I wake up early and then, you know, I finish by morning and it's all good. But because I wake up early, uh, if I shoot PM schedule, it's it's like I don't shoot until... 12 hours after I had waken up. So, right. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. my weakness. Yeah. That, and I'm yeah, like already tired I'm... by 3 p.m. <laughs> yeah. Now, so what happened? All oh, right. So, day three goes well. Now you're go. now you have 24 hours off at least from the time you shot till the next time you shoot because you're shooting p.m. on day four. What does your day four schedule look like when you shoot in the afternoon? Um, so uh, I think that's when uh, I went to like go shopping after I shot uh, show. So so shopping uh, to bring some you know um, gifts back, souvenirs. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So shopping and uh, um, I, you know, I went there by myself. So uh, I I had to do laundry. And uh, that's when I checked out Pattaya City, things like that. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. So are you saying you normally don't do your laundry when you're at home? Is that what you're telling me? I I do it, but uh, my hotel, <laughs> very nice hotel, but they didn't, uh, they, they had the laundry service, but you don't get it until the next day. So I went to a, mm. like a coin laundry, laundromat. Uh, um, so, uh, yeah, I spent the time to basically get ready for the next day. Okay. Yeah. Now, at what point do you dry fire practice on Thursday or day four, not Thursday, yeah. but day four for the afternoon shoot? Oh, uh, just any random, you know, random uh, moment uh, when I feel like uh, necessary. Uh, I guess like a night before or uh, in the morning I do it, but... Uh, there was one stage, which I crushed it. I got a stage one on it, uh, where you uh, and it's it's one of the stages that I saw on the Instagram story. Uh, oh, si okay. So so somebody posted Christian's uh, run, and uh, I watched it. And the trick was with that stage is you uh, you open the door to activate a swinger, and. Uh, a lot of shooters, they would open the door, the swingers activate it, 
but uh, there was a lot of still targets too, other still targets. So they would um, shoot the static targets, I'm sorry, static targets, and then transition to the uh, swinger. But what he did was he would open, get the gun up as soon as possible, shoot the uh, swinger that's activated, and then Okay. finish up. So I saw that, I'm like, okay. So those little hints are very, very, uh, very useful. Because I, I would see that, and I would kind of prepare for it the night before. So uh, what I did was I would practice like practice the dry run of pulling the door handle and getting the gun up as soon as possible. Because a lot of times, it's really hard to like do some action with your weekend and then present the gun as uh, you know fast enough. Um, try it and see how long it takes for you to do it because it's actually really hard to like present it as soon as possible or you know fast. So I practiced that in the hotel room. Just you know open the door and get the gun up as soon as possible. Open the door, yeah, uh, which helped. So. Uh, during the stage run, I would open the door. Uh, I think uh, it's it's in one of the videos uh, I posted on YouTube. So I would open the door, get the gun up as soon as possible. The the swinger comes down, perfect timing, take three shot, pop pop, and then finish smooth. Yeah. So, yeah, those things like, if I if I get a you know preview of some of those like good stage runs, then I can really replicate that. and uh, uh, execute it, so, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm not seeing, but it, it might not be on your regular post. Oh, it's on YouTube. Oh, okay. I Yep. gotcha. Hmm. Let's see here. Is it a standalone or is it part of Uh, your whole world shoot video? uh, it's it's part of the highlight um, highlights, Okay. but uh, let me see. Oh. Okay. All right, I've got it up now. Okay, I think it's. All right, hold on. Uh... Oh, it's the first one. Yeah, I just stopped it. I just saw it. So. Okay. Uh, all right, let me share. Well, let me maximize. There we go. Now I'll share the screen again. Do that one. Add. I'm just going to, I'm going to leave you visible. I'm going to cover myself. There Okay. we go. So it's a little bit more visible and we're going to Yeah. go. Yeah. Get up, chamber, shoot, simple, straightforward, reload, steal. There's your steel. So, all right, let me stop real quick. Ah, where's my cursor? Uh, <laughs> Now, yeah. go back for a second.
So yeah. those are steel, but they're not, they don't fall, obviously. They do. They're, they they're, do. they're, they're, uh, what, what are they called? Like, uh, they're not poppers. They're, they're just falling like steel. Plates. Yeah, yeah. plates. Okay. Yeah. Because I did not see, and maybe it's just the angle. Okay. Now I so can see it. They had shrouds around the steel to, I guess, keep it from, uh, you know, ricocheting, spreading lead around but uh it's they have like this rainbow shaped shroud and they have a okay. steel plate yeah. gotcha okay and then here's your door so you yeah pull the reload door and as soon as i open so like it's very tricky to get the gun up uh you know um and time that uh that swinger uh a lot of people what they did was just shoot that far open target or you know shoot the right side uh moving target but um with this one the trick was to, you know, open that door, get the gun fast enough to uh, uh, engage that swinger, uh, which I was able to do. And uh, I think, I, I think, yeah, this is a stage win. Okay. Now I take it the the cable is running along this steel. Yeah, that uh, okay. that conduit. Yeah. So you're saying some people would open the door and and engage these two all the way in the back first yeah because they weren't fast enough to uh present the gun to shoot that that left swinger so they would either shoot like that static target or just uh the right uh moving target swinger because that's very slow okay and then come yeah. back to the one on that the swinger. left and uh they would basically then risk uh losing the uh, uh timing of it like if they were to transition back to the swinger they could, you know, it could be anything. Like, it could be disappearing or appearing or, you know, so. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. So you engage that one, then you hit the two open, and then the other slower yep. swinger. Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, here we go. So day three and day four go well, then day five. So this is your fifth consecutive day. Were yeah. you feeling any, like nationals is normally three days. Yeah. So on day five, were you, it's morning time, so it's your, your best time to shoot. Were you feeling any exhaustion just from shooting? Um, so from Pan Am, which was a four-day match, I did feel a bit of a, I guess, uh, uh, exhaustion from, you know, shooting four days in a row. Uh, like on the fourth day, I was like, ah, I want to finish and, you know, <laughs> go home already. Uh, but with the world shoot, you know, every stage, every point is very important. So I didn't feel that I was, uh, I was feeling good. Uh, I didn't feel exhaustion. If anything, I felt even better because like, you know, you're in this batch mode five days in a row so like i was like a veteran in the match yeah <laughs> okay yeah so your your mindset had changed yeah uh yeah so like uh, yeah i was i was able to focus on the match i know how the match flows uh so as the days uh progressed uh i i was doing better and better every day yeah now you're also you're... also i had delegates for the last few days and uh, uh, uh that's to right. check the score 
So I felt more comfortable. I was able to focus on the shooting, just the shooting. Uh, I think which allowed me to uh, shoot better. Yeah. Okay. Now you're from Vegas, so you're used to heat, but Thailand has humidity. So <laughs> yeah. how how was the weather over there? Uh, the first day it rained um, when I was shooting, uh, but after that, uh, no rain. It was just 120% humidity, just, <laughs> yeah, it was straight up just breathing water, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So how, how hot was it? In the 80s, I'm, I'm guessing? Um, it got really uh, toasty uh, in the afternoon. <clears throat> um, yeah, I would say so. Uh, probably 80s, you know, 80s, uh, mid-80s. But yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like too bad. Yeah, it wasn't. It seems right that time of year. Yeah, it wasn't too hot that I wasn't able to uh, um, go through it. Yeah. So did you have to use um, chalk on your grips or anything? Your hands all yeah, sweaty. Yeah. And... I, I brought my. Uh, uh, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, the sweat was kind of annoying. Uh, I, I brought my liquid grip. Yeah. Okay. But uh, sweat was annoying. <laughs> yeah. Maybe 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 it was the sweat that uh, made me fumble the mags. <laughs> but that I would could be, yeah. <laughs> I would reload, and I it just it falls out of my hand. So I, I I stood there and I just grabbed another mag. So many times it happened. So many times, yeah. yeah. Wow. Now, what was the round count for the whole match? Uh, they they said six fifty rounds, uh, so it, <clears throat> which I think is really good. Um, a lot of times in U.S., uh, people host matches and each stage is like thirty two rounds, especially some local matches. They they put like forty round stages, and uh, oh my god! Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of like, you know, over thirty round stages. 32 rounds it just right. uh, ends up being like a marathon at that point <laughs> yeah uh, I, my i i do best uh, in short courses but uh yeah ipsic had a balance of like everything so they had mid course uh short courses long course so like every zone every area they had uh you know a balance of each so i think that's yeah. how it should be there were 30 stages so yeah. 650 rounds is like 21.67 rounds per stage so yeah average so yeah, yeah it's, it's not pretty solid yeah that's yeah. that's a good number right there yep yep exactly uh and okay. uh yeah it's it's just kind of funny because uh sometimes you go to a uspsa match like level two and it's like a 10 stage course but like the round count is like 300 i'm like ah oh, come on <laughs> yeah <I'm> like, yeah <laughs> So and you know I I've shot some yeah. IDP. I haven't shot a match in a in a minute, but yeah. I, and there are some times where I appreciate it because the round count is lower. You kind okay, of move through the match faster. Yeah. Yeah. You know, typically yeah. there you're much more limited on your magazine capacity in IDPA, and you're yeah. typically only shooting two mags worth. So. You're basically twenty rounds or less for most of the stages, so yeah, I I I appreciate that. I'm yeah. not a big like you. I like some bigger, you know, field courses. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. But 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 not yeah. everyone, or not even half. You know, make yeah. it a good. Yeah, yeah. Variety. Just because it has a high round count doesn't mean it's a good stage. And uh, correct. You know, a lot of times you end up seeing a high like thirty-two round course, and it's like a hoser stage. Like targets are like right there, and you're just like, bah, 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 you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not afraid right. of those. Yeah. Oh, now. So now you're going into day four is over, day five's yeah. in the morning. What's your mind like now, knowing this is this is the final day and you are right behind Max? Yeah. So what's your thought process, your mindset? Um. Yeah, I uh, I did check the score the night before and I I saw I was like two percent behind, which is like thirty some points. I was like, oh damn, so. Uh, I think uh, w when the match first started, I was uh, ahead of Max, and then uh, he he really um, took off from there. Uh, well, that's a surprise. Uh, not really. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, um, day five, I didn't think much. You know, I wasn't like, oh, like I gotta do better or something. I was like, just you know, do my thing, like shoot my shot. That's all I was thinking. Um, which is a good mindset, um, and I ended up performing pretty decent. Uh, I think two stage wins there too on the fifth day. So uh, the trick is, I think you just don't overthink or you know don't think about the score too much, and uh, that comes from Nils too. Like you know, just shoot your shot. So uh, I did fifth day. Um, I didn't think too much. Just you know, in the morning, start start good. It was a um, it was a short course, um, finish with your strong hand while op uh, holding the door open. So just uh, stay really careful. So I started that, and then it was a good, good, uh, um, good ride uh, down the whole uh, match. Okay. Yeah. Now, what lessons did you learn shooting those five days that you're going to take back to? USPSA, especially like nationals. Um, certainly, there was a uh, a lot of times when I was too careful. Uh, so, IPSC targets are very uh, uh, more difficult than USPSA targets. Um, the first day, uh, because I was I wasn't able to check my hits. Uh, you know, I would just look at the pad and it's like, there's only like 10 paper targets and I was, I was getting like 10 Charlies and I'm like, oh, come on, like, I can't even see my targets, you know? So it was very, it felt, it felt really unfair to just like accept that score because, uh, mm. um, I didn't think I really shot that many targets at Charlies. Okay. Which improved over uh, time. Like when I when I got my delegates and they were really checking scores, uh, my Charlie uh, counts were better by a factor of like two. Um, wow. Or, or, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know what you it, mean. It, Cut it immediately. Half. Yeah. Yeah. Immediately increased and uh, in one stage, um, I I I uh, my delegate and I checked every single target. Uh, it was a 22-round course. Every single target. I counted every Charlies. When I looked at the pad, I I had five Charlies. 
I, I like uh, for a short second I lost my mind. I'm like, no way! So I uh, tested it and uh, I was given the correct number of Charlies. So which was uh, how many? Huh? How many Charlies? Oh, three, was three, three Charlies. I counted three Charlies. And I looked at the pad, and it's like five Charlies. I'm like, what the, what the hell? Like there, there was only three Charlies. And uh, the, the 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 guy that was scoring uh, with the pad apologized and gave me back my uh, two alphas. Yeah. All so right, you have so, to be very vigilant with your uh, scorekeeping because so they don't does, really care. Yeah. Go ahead. How does that happen, though? How? So um, the scorekeeper, they stand way back and they just like look at it from a distance. So Ooh. even if the target's like 20 yards away, they would kind of like look at it or ask, ask uh, uh, pasters what hit it is. And they're just like walking over. They don't really pay attention. It's not their score. So they just wow. look at it really quickly. So yeah, the scorekeeper stays back and they're just like, oh, like, like that. So they don't actually walk up and, you know, check the targets themselves. So that's why I think the errors happen so many times. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Now I heard, uh, so I talked to the regional director of Norway and uh, he said, uh, Ipsic matches in Europe don't really do that, even though you have to have your delegates, but uh, they, they make sure your hits, uh, you verify your hits somehow. So uh, <clears throat> I guess it depends on the region. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're much more thorough with making sure your score is accurate. I mean, that's what, what he in said. Europe. Yeah. Right. In Europe, um, they, he said it's run better than how it's run there. So yeah, I, I would have to take it at the face value and see how it is next time I go to Europe issue. But right. Yeah. So, okay. Do you have plans then to go to Europe and shoot? I would like love to Euro or something. Yeah, I would love to. I haven't any, any uh, I don't have any plans yet. Uh, well, my plan is to, uh, shoot open and I change my division. So I want to focus oh. on that. Yeah. Get that going and maybe I can take my open gun or something. Yeah. Very excited Why to open? open. Uh, so, uh, interesting story. I picked up an open gun. Uh, so I I teach a little bit here and there, you know, and yep. uh, there was this one guy who wanted to shoot open, uh, train with open gun, uh, but he's from a different country, so he doesn't have an open gun, uh, or he he can't bring it. He's not allowed to bring his gun. So if he were to you know, come to Vegas to train with me, he would have to use my guns. And uh, he wanted to shoot open, so I shopped around for an open gun. Uh, <clears throat> I got the open gun last year, and uh, I took it out to the range. Um, and when I shot it, it was the, the easiest gun I've ever shot. It was just phenomenal. I was like, oh my God, I just put the dot up, just rip two shots at 15 yards, open target, and the group size is this big. I'm like, okay, I'm sold. I'm doing this. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. The whole time I was like, okay, um, you know, carry optics is like open minor, you know, but but the comp compensator makes a massive difference. Right. Yeah. So I, I was just like shook. I'm like, okay, I got to do this. There's no way. Um, and... Another thing I noticed is uh, because open guns are generally heavier, 
when I transition, it, it feels easier to transition. So when I use like a, you know, 30 ounce plastic gun and transition, I can see the dot kind of shaky and still trying to stabilize uh, in the next target. Okay. But when I, when I use the open gun, uh, I think because of its weight, when I transition to the next target, it just stops there. The dot is pretty uh, stable and I can break the shot. So I feel like it's, a, it's an easier gun to handle. So, uh, okay, I so it is see... cheating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, I do want to see how sounds far exciting. I can go. Yeah, yeah. How far I can go with this uh, platform or division. So, and uh, I'm very excited. Now, are you going to avoid all the classifiers so you can win nationals as an unclassified shooter? <laughs> 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 uh, um... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <that's funny>. uh, <laughs> it is, it, and, and it's kind of, you know, JJ shooting carry optics and winning when he hadn't classified. He was oh, classified. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. That's yeah. Funny. When he won carry optics, he had, he was literally unk. <laughs> so oh, wow. the only yeah. person I know that goes from unk to GM in one match. Wow. So crazy. Wow, that's awesome. So like uh, basically yeah, they, they they bumped him straight to GM after that one match. Yep, after nationals. Oh wow. Wow, yeah. that's cool. Okay. Yeah. I All guess right, that's so what I'm What day five you shot morning. Yes. So you're you're off that afternoon. You don't shoot on day six. Yeah. And then closing ceremonies is technically day seven. Yeah. So what do you do for 36 the, hours? The gap. Um, so uh, last time I went to Thailand, uh, I didn't get to get uh, try Thai massage. And uh, this uh, this time, like, I, I basically, like, got Thai massage, uh, which was good. Is that with um, bamboo sticks? No, they use hands. Um they have a set cord for for those who haven't had Thai massage. Uh, they have like a set course that uh, they go through to like hit every spot in the body. Um, hmm. It was good, but I personally prefer like a massage. Like it feels way better when my girlfriend does it. I don't know. So uh, yeah, but uh, all but, right, I'm gonna yeah. hold all comments till I see you in person. Then I'll tell you why. <laughs> okay 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 but but yeah um and i just uh explored the city um just uh took it easy also did laundry so uh there wasn't a moment when i was like oh like i'm not doing anything like i would go to the swimming pool so so yeah it was uh relaxing just just me relaxing just taking my day off yeah do you ever go to the beach i mean uh, I did kind of like stroll by because there was like a fish market. Yeah, I checked out some markets there, you know. Okay. Uh, which which was really nice. It's I love going to those uh, markets. Uh, yeah, you get to see cool stuff. Like there's some some creatures yeah, stuff that you would never see here. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was this uh uh one shellfish uh that that resembled uh it's like a hybrid of shrimp and uh, lobster. 
which you really? never see in the U.S. Yeah, so so it's like uh, the size is between shrimp and um, lobster, but it's kind of like shaped like shrimp and lobster. So they have some different uh, 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 creatures that they eat. Uh, and uh, yeah, they have a lot of good stuff, like fresh stuff at the market. So highly recommend it. So yeah, that's what I did. Okay. Now, yeah, I what didn't, type of... I didn't go yeah. to the beach and swim there because uh, I did hear from other shooters that uh, it's not really like... Uh, have you been to Phuket? Or I have not. Yeah, it's not I, like... I've been uh, to the Philippines. Yeah. I've not been to Thailand. Okay, yeah, but it, it, it's not like for tourists to swim in it. Um, oh. It's more for like fishing. So, uh, okay. yeah. Yeah, Phuket is very beach oriented resort right so, it has that resort vibe but uh the right. beaches there didn't really have that vibe yeah okay yeah so did you buy anything at any of these markets yeah so uh um i bought some well they're super friendly like when you when you walk by them they're you know they they try to get your attention and uh try to sell their um uh, sell their like crab like raw crab and like big huge fish and i'm like okay. I, I can't do anything with this <laughs> like right. i can't like cut these up or yeah I, there's no way i can prepare the food but uh there was one corner where uh they were selling um uh uni the the little uh it's it's like a ball shaped like a ball but it has spikes and it's a black color uni yes uh urchin or yeah or a sea urchin yes there um, you go. yeah see um, i remember something yeah <laughs> so sea urchin um this lady was selling it and uh basically when you pay for it she would crack it open uh gut it all out so that you can just like eat it uh, with a spoon so um that was pretty neat um basically i pay her and uh, she would crack it open, take all the uh, like the intestines out, and what's left is that yellow meat, the the uh, sea urchin, and uh, yeah, it was good experience. Did they put any sauce on it, or was it just straight urchin? Oh, uh, it it did like yeah, the, she put like uh, some like uh, salt water, uh, something something, uh, and uh, it was just like salty and it was good as is. So what did it taste like? Just fresh sea urchin. Very fresh. <laughs> yeah. Not like chicken, huh? <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, did did you bring home any interesting souvenirs from over there? Um <laughs> uh, I bought some Uniqlo <laughs> clothing. Uniqlo. Yeah, yeah. I don't they, think I've ever they, heard. I didn't know they, there was such a thing. They have a lot of malls and outlet malls, really nicely, uh, like uh, nice facilities. Um, so I went there and bought some, you know, clothes because it's it's a lot cheaper a lot of times. So, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe we didn't talk about this, but yeah, I saw a video Mason had posted of the range. The uh, range which... looked half indoor, half outdoor. The world shoot. Let me, hmm. Let me go back. Let me find Mason here. Well, 
it was all outdoor, but they had a lot of pavilions, like uh, buildings and uh, roofs that cover like a large area. Yeah, that's what. All right, here we go. Let me let me stop Okay. this. Um, now let me share it because I saw this and I was like, I actually commented on here um, asking when because you know they have a farm up in Ma New Hampshire Oh, okay. in That's the cool. upper northeast, and I was like, so when are you guys building this facility on your place? And then I made a, the comment, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Field of Dreams. I said, build it and they will come. Oh, I haven't seen it. Okay, good movie. Okay. Uh, let me, I'm trying to resize this so we're not staring at a bunch of empty space on the screen here. All right, now, here we go. Oh, that's So uh, that's not the the uh, match range. That's just a private range Okay. that they went to practice at. Yeah, which looks Oh, really nice. wow. Okay, That's so this is a private range. yeah, that's called a battle mouse. It's like like twenty thirty minutes from the range, uh, the the actual match. So did you go here and, and shoot at all to practice? This looks amazing. I know it's a great facility. I I. I um I checked it out, but I didn't really shoot there. Uh, my time, I, I didn't have the time to do it. Uh, but um, a lot of U.S. shooters went there, and they they loved it. It's a super neat range. Um, That is amazing. but there's another range, uh, outdoor range, uh, that I went to to uh, kind of dial in my uh, gun, zero it, make sure everything is good. Uh, so they they have they have a few ranges you. few options you can you can go to I would have never thought Thailand was a mecca of practical shooting. I I mean I didn't either but I I guess they love shooting too. Yeah, Yeah. good for them. Yeah, That's I not was surprised. a Yeah, that that's amazing. I saw this and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I've I've not seen anything this nice in the US." I know. <laughs> This they is they crazy. have they have grass berm. That's Yeah. pretty it's pretty fancy. That's wild. I mean, imagine, I'm going to let this play for a second and I'm going to stop it again Yeah. when it gets right in the middle. I mean, this is like frostproof on drugs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. On PCP, cocaine, everything under the sun. This is PCP. this is frostproof on everything. <laughs> I mean, you've got the the one path in the middle, Yeah. all the bays on the side like frostproof. It's on their shade. It's Perfect. all covered, Yeah. but it's a high cover, so you're not like Yeah. bottled in, you know, there's Yeah. a lot of ventilation. Yeah. You're protected from the rain, except Yeah. when maybe you're shooting, but It's it's could you? it's amazing. So you shot prairie fire rank, Yes. right? Imagine Yes. if they went into them and the USPSA and IDPA all went into business together to build a range like this. Hey, by the way, real quick, thank you so much for uh, letting me know about that, Matt. You're welcome. My It, it outcome like paid was pretty for your trip. <laughs> thank <laughs> you so much. Thank you. You're very welcome. I expect <laughs> big results next year yeah, I, from I, you. yes, I, I, I could talk about a little bit about it, but yeah, I, I'm super bummed out about it still. So, Okay. but yeah.
we'll get there. Yeah. We'll talk about it in a minute. But imagine yeah. if yeah. the three of them went into business to build a range facility. Yeah. Like this in like a, a place with location. Yeah. Yes. IDPA could use it for major matches. USPSA could use it for nationals. Prairie Fire Rank could have their competition here and put it in a place where it's good weather year round. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, so the southern half of the U.S., anywhere yeah. in there, close to a, a big city. Yeah. Also, that, that's then, a ooh. perfectly controlled environment. There's no yes. way you can go wrong. You know, it's not going to be, you know, totally swamped, like, you know, be, you know, be underwater or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. Amazing. I'll get back to where we can see. Yeah. That, I and mean, that's a big that's a wide, deep bay. Yeah. There's a lot you could do with that. So, oh, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, a nice gravel, pea-sized gravel floor. You've got, mm -hmm. I, I, you can't go wrong with this. This is like a football stadium in the U.S. Yeah, that, that is a really nice range. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. All right, let me stop sharing that now. Uh -oh. So how was um, closing ceremonies? <laughs> oh, closing ceremony. Uh, uh, it was nice. They they did a amazing job of uh, preparing for the whole event. Uh, yeah, there's nothing I can complain about about their ceremonies. They they do an awesome job. Yeah. The only complaint okay. I have from this whole match is just that scoring part. Uh, it, I think it's just wrong the way they did it, but everything else, their facility is amazing. Um, yeah, everything. I didn't have any problems. Just, just that scoring issue. Yeah, really. The, the stages seem to be some of the nicest decorated stages I've ever seen of any video anywhere at any time. Yeah, I mean, I, this is the only uh, one world shoot I've been to, but. It's been it's it was like state of the art, essentially. Facility. So do do you know did the did the government of Thailand help with that facility at all or was that all like? Um, yeah, I don't know, but I would have to say yeah, they probably did help. But it it, um, it looked like they helped. Yeah. Uh, so it's actually their new range, so it's their brand new range. But before that, they had an old range uh, that uh, is also nice, but it doesn't have all the facilities that uh, the new range has. But it's their upgrade, recent upgrade, and it was very nicely built. So they didn't just upgrade the range. They built a new range? Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, at a completely different location. Yeah, like uh, 15 to 20 minutes away from the old range. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I, I mean, if you're going to sink that much money into something like that, I assume yeah. then they know it's going to get a lot of business per se. Yeah. So, so would you go back to Thailand to, to shoot again? I think so. But <clears throat> seeing as how they, uh, Ipsic rotates, it'll probably, it probably won't happen for a while. Oh yeah. No, I mean, just like, 
let's say there was a, a major like a national match. Yeah, yeah or like, a regional like, IPSC match going on over there. Like THPSA nationals. Um, yeah. Yeah, if the schedule works, I'm, yeah, I would be happy to shoot the match. Okay. Yeah. So let's, so overall, it was a great, great choice, great decision. You enjoyed the experience. Yeah, I, I learned quite a bit. Um, and just uh, the result was a bit disappointing. Um, right. I don't know if you wanted to talk about that or not, so I'm not. I the, mean, the specifics we chatted about privately. The, oh, what, what do you mean? Well, someone's score. Oh, that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not happy about it, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to say anything bad. Uh, okay. Yeah, but uh, we'll see how they do, you know, at in different countries. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Without, uh, a, it's, without a home field advantage? Yeah. I guess home field advantage is pretty big. Um, in fact, uh, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if you're watching World Cup uh, soccer, but uh, I, I, I try not to, but <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I, I'm not watching it, but I hear like it's very stressful because <laughs> like some some matches are in the morning, like 5 a.m. in the morning. It's just hard to keep up. But uh, right. But you're awake. Um, yeah. Uh, in 2002, it was hosted in uh, co-hosted uh, Japan and Korea co-hosted it. And okay. uh, we we actually got to uh, four. Uh, I, I guess that's called the semifinal. Yep. Yeah, which is like the farthest we've gone in 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 the World Cup. So I the home advantage is not something you 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 would ignore. Yeah, I think it's still. I don't know how it works, but I think with Ipsic maybe the ROs you know play some parts in it. So, yeah. Yeah. The R it's if anything it's just the ROs that are uh, making things uh, different. Yeah, treating things okay. differently. So, are, do you have plans on getting to South Africa? Yes, I would love to shoot uh, Ipsic World shoot next one. Now, are you so? Do yeah. you plan on shooting more Ipsic matches so you can get qualified as a Team USA member? Absolutely, one hundred percent. I would love to shoot on the team uh, at the World Shoot, so I want to do that. Yeah, I'll definitely okay. go toward that direction. I I have to All do right. it. it I crush it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you had a great experience, so why wouldn't you want to do it again and, and improve your spot? You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, why is that thing flashing? There we go. So this year's open team was Casey Eusebio, Christian Seiler, Bill Drummond, and Chris Tilly. Yeah. So I, I definitely see Christian getting prepared for South Africa and being on that team. Casey, probably. Chris, yeah, I'm guessing. I don't know. I don't know Bill Drummond, so I don't know, you know, how long he's been shooting or what his plans are. But, I mean, it it seems like there's, you know, always that possibility that you could shoot your way onto that team. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, 
And uh, I think there's going to be a lot of really good shooters on the next one. Uh, I know Jacob Hetherington didn't shoot this one, but uh, he's probably going to show up to that the next one. He's a great shooter. And, right, and but really he's probably going to shoot production, I would think. Yeah, uh, he's really or good standard. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be interesting. He did I really mean, Luke, good at the. Luke's he won gotta the, go uh, back. Oh, go Luke! Ahead. Yes, yes, the the champion. <laughs> yeah. The world champ. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he did really good. So, um, from what I hear from the team, uh, he started good. He had a good start, and then he was basically able to maintain that every single day, which which is the ideal case scenario. So, yeah, it's yeah. impressive. Yeah, it was his uh, his match for sure. Yeah. Did you did you guys not hang out at all? Did you not see him? Uh, just, you know, opening, closing ceremony, that's about it. And then at the match, you know, we, we uh, run into each other just so say hi, you know. But we didn't, like, hang out, eat, or anything like that, you know. Okay. Yeah. And you just hung out the one time with Juancic? Yeah, that's about it. Okay. Yeah. I imagine not being on the same schedule, those guys made it difficult, so... <laughs> yeah. Uh, plus, uh, I mean, I'm not like the the popular kids in the community. You know, I'm not. You know. Well, you are on this podcast, sir. Oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> I really appreciate that. I appreciate you coming on. I, I love talking right. to you. Um, thank you. You were. Uh, it was amazing how easy it was to talk to you at nationals. We had never met before, mm. and we just had a normal conversation. I was like, yeah. I like this guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. So let's talk while we have it. So, yeah, I think did you did you get everything out about the world shoot that you had written down? Uh, what do you mean? Well, you I know you had some notes of things you wanted to cover. Oh, in yeah. our conversation. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, about the world shoot. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk Prairie Fire Rank for a couple of minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we talked about it on the podcast. That's when you learned about it. Yeah. So how did you end up getting into the contest? Uh, so I signed up. Yeah, I signed up. Um, their website really isn't informative about how to shoot or like what it's like. And uh, I asked around many, many people, hey, uh, there's this like, you know, this match. And uh, nobody really knows about it. Uh, I really wanted to go shoot the regional match, you know, before that real big main match. Uh, right. But I couldn't make it. Okay. And, uh, you know, I asked a guy who shot one in Arizona, and uh, I didn't really get a lot of information out of it. So I honestly, up until the match day, I was like very skeptical. I thought like, oh, is this match even real? You know. Um, the uh the day of the match i drove up to the range and they had actually postponed it because of the uh the the weather condition right so i was very uh um i was not happy about it because i i had planned to shoot the match and fly back on the same night 
So okay. basically, I changed the flight, uh, or I bought a new, a whole new ticket. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, and then booked another hotel. Uh, but I'm glad I did because their actual event was very festive. Um, it was hmm. uh, coordinated very well. I I, w I wish you had gone there too. I wish everybody that I know at, in USPSA would have gone there. It was awesome. Their food was amazing. I couldn't believe. Wow. It. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But uh, their main theme was the uh, um, uh, celebrating the fallen heroes, the law enforcement. Okay. So so it's like um, in in this section you're shooting the competition. In this section, there's a vendor area. In the other section, it's about it's like a hall where uh, they make speeches and stuff. So uh, a pretty big event. There was a lot of people. Um, but yeah, I, I signed up and um, I got an email like maybe a week before the match. I was like, hey, uh, you're in. So, uh, okay. I pack up and went. So so where did you go though to shoot the qualification target? Yeah, so that's the weird part and the the um unclear part. Uh so I looked at the website and you can do that at home. Basically, you you go out to the your own home range, uh do the do it and post the results. Or you can go to the regional match and qualify there. Uh, I wanted to make sure that I get into the main match, so I wanted to shoot the regional match, but I didn't make it, so I only uh, uh, uploaded the uh, um, just the targets, Target. which they accepted. Um, so I went, um, but I I think for the next one that they host, uh, which they plan uh, to be in uh, uh, Las Vegas, I think it's gonna be hard to get in. I think there's gotta be like. A lot more people. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I think it's gonna blow up, just because of uh, the the prize, cash prize that they have, and yes, uh, I I talked to a lot of USPSA shooters about the match. Uh, I was like, hey, you should you know you should consider this match, going to this match. They they kind of checked it out. They checked out the website, uh, and they kind of brushed it off. They're like, oh, I don't I don't really know what it is, uh, which is. A pretty normal response that that was my response too um so did, a lot of yeah i don't mean to interrupt did you see the yeah. video of my interview with uh um, i did bon, okay uh, what's her name yeah the the Olymp uh, a former olympic uh, uh yes athlete. and i'm drawing a blank and i don't know why yeah um i can see her face and everything i don't know why i can't think of her name her last but, name is barnes Yes, Le um, Lanny Barnes. Thank Lanny you. Barnes, yeah. Yeah, I did watch it okay. because I couldn't really get any information about the match. Did that um, help? Uh, I mean, I, I emailed them a few times and I, I basically got the same information. So it was like okay. kind of like a leap of faith to go there. Yeah, I was, okay. I was skeptical. But yes, their match is pretty good. Um, their cash price is uh, pretty amazing. I think it's, I think it should be that way to draw a lot of good shooters. Uh, I know the next one's gonna be massive. I, I everyone's gonna show up. There's there's no doubt about that. Well, I mean the um, the prize purse is ten times what it was for this year. Yeah. So yeah, yeah exactly. It, everybody's gonna come out of the woodwork. 
yeah, the, the competition is going to be extreme, and I think a lot of pro shooters are going to show up. So it's going to be a very difficult competition. Uh, this mm -hmm. one, uh, the way they uh, <clears throat> uh, carried out the match was, you know, they have, you know, you, you checked out the, the batch book, right? Uh, stage one, you do that bullseye yep. shooting. Stage yep. two with your one hand. Three is the shoot off. Behind a barricade, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Three is the, uh, the shoot off between each other. And then four is the, you know, the same thing. Um, I didn't make it past the uh, first stage. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I, like, I spent two weeks practicing bullseye with my SIG. But uh, when I showed up and I shot, I was just, uh, um, my shots were way off. Uh, so uh, I didn't make it, which is a really uh, a big bummer because there was a lot of really good shooters that didn't make past the first stage. But what I also realized is you got to bring the right gun to the match. Like a lot of guys Ooh. that did really well in the in the stage one, first stage, they brought like 2011, basically the open gun that has okay. very good accuracy, very good trigger. So uh, if you, if you, if you th are thinking about going to the match, uh, their match next time, bring a, uh, um, Basically, bring on, uh, bring a gun that's designed for bullseye, because that's the uh, elimination stage, and then you can think about the rest of it. Uh, yeah, so uh, bring an open gun without a comp. That's the now, that's the best gun you can bring. Can you switch to a different gun for each stage? Um, I mean, it wasn't specifically written in the rule book that you're not allowed to switch. So I probably would have switched. In fact, uh, there was one shooter that brought a gun with a comp, and one RO was like, hey, you can't use that. So he borrowed someone's gun. So I think you can switch. So uh, I would probably, I mean, there's really no reason to switch if you have an open gun, uh, but I would probably use, you know, uh, like 2011, 1911 uh, uh, platform to shoot the bullseye type, and then probably okay. switch to something that you're, like, for example, Canik, yeah. For you, you would probably use Kanek, but honestly, 2011 open guns, they're the easiest guns to shoot, so I would just stick with that the whole way. Yeah. Okay. And I feel like that's probably the weakness for most USPSA shooters is that bullseye accuracy. I mean, okay, that yeah, it's probably true, but when I practiced, I was hitting bullseye just all day, all day. Okay. And then I show up to the match, and it's just like, oh, man, I, I didn't make, make past the, uh, the first stage. It was very uh, uh, upsetting. So what do you think the difference was? Um, well, the thing is, uh, so I, had, I brought two guns, uh, two uh, P320s, and uh, I practiced with one gun, and then with the other, I, it was like a backup. And I basically I ended up using a different gun, and uh, it's really hard to shoot bullseye with P320. Um, and I think it has to do with the with the with the way the trigger is pulled consistently. Like, I I have my open gun, but it has a comp, so I couldn't bring it. Right. Uh, but when I shoot bullseye with it, it is just dead on just one shot on top of another 
um, but when I use P320 for some reason it's very difficult to do that uh, do bullseye with it I, I don't now, know do why the P320 seems like there's a lot of different I don't want to say accessories that's not the but you know you have interchangeable grip modules there are yeah. so many different ways you can modify it do they have a match grade barrel insert I mean they advertise their barrels as match grade uh, but I know personally and a lot of like really high level P320 shooters know that there's uh, accuracy issues with the platform like I talked to basically top 10 P320 shooters and uh, they all are aware of the accuracy problems with the with the P320 platform do and, do uh, any of them change the barrel out to an aftermarket barrel yeah so like uh one is Isaac uh he uses gray guns um right and it's totally decked out uh you know uh third party uh match barrel okay um uh gray guns you know they're they're amazing they they know what they're doing Bruce Gray uh he helped me out with the barrel fitting work for the world shoot actually so shout out to uh Bruce Gray from Gray Guns <laughs> GGI <laughs> there uh, you go yeah, so uh, um, if you go through them, they'll really work with you to accurize your P320. Um, I did hear, uh, so Grey Guns, they, they have like tons of factory barrels and slides that they uh, acquire from uh, SIG. And uh, so they're very experienced with the platform and uh, they said, something along the lines of uh the, the quality control kind of went downhill at some point with the barrel especially so uh okay yeah it's a known issue and i think i don't think max is going to comment on this but if he was asked about this issue he would probably agree but he probably wouldn't say it yeah he probably yeah. wouldn't say it in a public forum either yeah. but i know i know he's had issues too uh, with the accuracy so uh, okay. this is a known problem, and uh, they should really address it. Yeah, it, I would it, agree. It's a, it's a good gun, you know. Uh, it it runs it's very popular. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it can be very accurate, but uh, they have to figure out their production or something. But, um, yeah. I was, as I'm listening to you, I'm, I'm pulling up. I don't think I have it anywhere on this computer. It's probably on my my other computer, but um, I actually have a picture of the target when I initially zeroed my first Canik okay. at 25 yards. Okay. I, I, have a <coughs> I have a picture of a five-shot group that is yeah. one half inch by three quarters inch, all five. Okay. So it, it's a group about literally that big, and it's five yeah. shots. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I also have a... Um, A hand-built yeah, 1911, yeah. yeah, with a match-grade barrel, match sights, everything. Yeah. But I'd probably still just shoot my Canik. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, I think Canik is very accurate. 
Um, so you, sure. you won't have any problems with it. It's just that it's light. So there's probably right. a little bit of disadvantage if you're going against like CZs. Uh, <clears throat> we'll have to talk about that more in a month. Okay. Sounds that, good. that might change. Oh, really? Yeah. What do you I've mean? Seen, I've seen some leaked oh, pictures the skill. on the internet. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody knows. And I think uh, <laughs> I, I know a guy in Vegas who already has one. Really? Yeah. That, that son of like, a... You can try mine if you want. I'm like, what? I, I, it's released already? <laughs> but, but wow. I think, yeah, so... Yeah, the steel frame. I'm very excited for it. Uh, I'm probably gonna try one and maybe get one too. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm definitely gonna have to get one. Yeah. I'm. I'm, I'm really not, glad. I'm not gonna uh, have a choice. Oh yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm. I'm glad Canik is like one of the companies that uh, works with the competition shooters to make a gun, make a gun that is designed for competition, works uh, in the competition. I think that's very yeah. important. That's at mainly, a reasonable price. Yeah, yeah. That's that's one of the reasons why I moved away from Block because they they don't really you know, they they kind of stopped uh, innovating in a sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It'll be interesting for sure. Yeah. So. Well, that's what I've got. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how everybody does in this next Prairie Fire rank and and how that goes because, like you said, it's every single person is going to yeah. want to be in on that yeah. there's a lot of money involved yeah so i probably shouldn't say this uh because that this is only going to increase competition but if you're going <laughs> bring a 2011 platform okay yeah i'm, I'm going to delete that right off of the <laughs> <laughs> okay okay, okay. Yeah, oh i can't it's live so everybody yeah. knows but okay there we go there's the trick you're bring going 2011. to 2011. are you going um I, I may look into, they had a regional one here, but I found out about it too late and I had oh, injured my knee. So I would not okay. have been able to compete, but I see. it was like okay. an hour and a half from me. Okay. So okay. I could have nice. easily done that one. So I'm going to look around and see if they have a regional one. Cause I wouldn't mind. I mean, I, everything I, I'm much older than you. So all I knew initially like all my time in the military and all of that was bullseye rifle was bullseye oh wow Pistol okay bullseye so that's yeah. what i'm used to okay i've had i've had the problem of shooting fast because i've never done that my entire so, life has always been slow so you actually shot a 1911 bullseye like pistol yes. oh okay. yes were you yeah. uh like in the team or something um, well, in so when I was in the military, every yeah. year they had matches, okay, and it would it would culminate. So you had an East Coast match, a West Coast match, and an overseas yeah. match. Yeah, and then the winners, like the top thirty from each of those, would then come together and shoot the Marine Corps match okay. to determine the overall winner, and then. Yeah. I was on the Marine Corps rifle team in the summer of 1990. Mm -hmm. So, which is probably before you were born. Yes. <laughs> or close to it. <laughs> yeah, I was born in 93. Yeah. So, and that's all it was, was bullseye. I mean, that's that okay. picture right there behind me. Yeah. Right there is rifle? me shooting at a thousand yard line 
with an M14 and iron sights. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Good old iron sights. Yeah, good old iron sights. That's all there was, man. I bought an M1 because back in like 2016, 2017, I'm like, I want to get back into shooting uh, rifle again. So I bought an M1. I'm like, I'm good to go. Everything's, I go out to the range and they're all shooting M16s with scopes. And I'm like, well, I'm at a disadvantage. (laughs) I learned quick that wasn't the way to go. Everything had completely changed. I see, I see. So everybody's like, who's this old guy with this old gun? (laughs) With iron sights. Yeah, and nobody had iron sights but me. They all brought the magnified optics. (laughs) Yep. Oh, well, you live and you learn. So, well, this was an awesome conversation. I appreciate all the world shoot information. Yeah. So now we have 2025 to look forward to. Yes, hopefully it's not delayed. Yeah. Yeah, let's hope not. Ridiculousness. So, again, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it, and we're going to have to do this again. Yes.